I think we're ready. Do you think we're ready? Hope so. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute. At some point, there's not even a purpose to that intro. No, it's, can talk it's, over it. it's there for posterity now. I like it. It must be. It must It must be. Hey, man. Hey, man, what's up? Oh, you know. Just talking about being swindled. <laughs> Penis swindled. Penis <laughs> swindled. <laughs> Anywho. So much penis talk. What is up with that? I well, said, it started because, well, it got to because I have a consult on Monday. You do. What's the consult for again? Tell me. Tell tell our friends. All of our friends. Oh, you know. Hello, friends. The sterilization process of a male member. <laughs> just just the, the male member. It makes it sound worse. It's because you're not really sterilizing the member. You're sterilizing the... The joining mean, of the member and the two boys. Uh, you're just sterilizing the boys. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, they're just sterilizing but they still the pre- factory. They still work. They well, just sure. don't. They're just they're just killing the highway between them and the. the no, 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 you're not. Drove. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're shutting down the. What's the rainbow bridge <laughs> <laughs> that Thor Thor can't travel from point A to point B anymore because they br- but fucked up the rainbow bridge. You're so yeah, smashing the rainbow bridge. Get to go talk about that on Monday. Yeah. Well, you're 33. Yep. Yeah. So they might tell you, you know, you're just still kind of young, but I don't know, maybe 33, they might not. No. They, they might just be like, all right, man, are you sure? You'd be like, yep. Yeah. Like, okay, let's schedule it. Yeah, I think that's how it's going to work. Yeah. So. As, excuse me, as I was saying before, I was 20, 27 or 28 the first time I went in and told them I wanted my number, but I had three kids by then. Yeah. So it was like, fuck yes, I know I'm ready. Let's do it. Fucking cut those bitches. <laughs> I it? won't be that enthusiastic. Cut me. Mick. Cut me. <laughs> I need some like CBD oil. I need to go and chill. <laughs> CBD wants you. Need some gummies. Trip down to, to Illinois. Just get a little the good stuff. The CBD Is the stuff work, up here not good stuff? The CBD work for you? I don't know. I've never tried it. Oh, see, it might. It it's never worked for me. No. C- CBD is like never done anything for me. No, um, it's supposed to like anti-inflammatory and pain relief and make you like relax. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Well, my my uh, uh, my immune system sees that shit. And it's just like <laughs> fuck you. And it's I like, think it's out. immune system. Well, no, my, sorry. Would that not be your my metabolism? Yeah, my metabolism. <laughs> you metabolize right. it really I was quick. thinking, I don't know why I said immune system, but my metabolism. Yeah. I, my my immune system does that shit, too. See yeah. something coming in the air? Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can never get sick. <clears throat> no, I. you know, um, I had uh, uh, like a little sniff about two days ago. Okay. And that was the first I've had in a long time. Are you COVID? Mm, probably. Yeah, well. I probably am. You can we're cough s- on me. We're six feet apart. Ish. <laughs> I sent I sent Bill a picture this morning of uh of the studio. Said wish you were here. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's fun when he's here. Yeah. He was yeah. it was you're like, ah, yeah. No, my <laughs> voice cracked at that moment. In time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, now we know how Kyle really feels about Bill. Now when I was just I heard a couple of parts of the episode on the way back from the airport, and uh, 
I'm like, hey, Bill, just fucking look this up. <laughs> He's just like, I like how you always give me suggestions for what I need to do. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's why you're here. Well, a real info guy would just listen to the conversation and predict what we're going to ask. <laughs> oh, shit. He should just be. He needs that shit on the ready. Yeah, well, that's what Jamie does for Mr. Joe Rogan. Dude, Rogan's in some heat. I hope he stays strong on this crap. Yeah, me too. You know, the thing is, it's like, I was, he's been, so backtrack, he had a couple of doctors on his podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And they had talked about COVID um, vaccine, they call it misinformation. And, uh, and... He's so far, I feel like he's pretty much stuck to his guns. Although he did say in that, did you watch his little yeah, I did. selfie thing? Yeah. What he, what did he say about, um, he said he's going to try harder to have more of each side or something like that? Yeah, I think he's done fine on that though. Yeah, I don't. It's a weird balance. I saw the apology and then I saw the one because he had a bunch of episodes removed. And... Uh, Oh, they did remove some episodes. Yeah, but it wasn't for the that. COVID stuff. What was it for? Using the N-word. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I didn't hear about... I heard about that briefly, but I didn't dig into that yet. Well, So yeah. what's the story with that? Basically, he used the N-word, but in context, he didn't use it maliciously. Like, it was literally conversation or explaining what someone did. So instead of saying, like, so-and-so used the N-word, he just said, so-and-so said X. Okay. Um, and, and I, I haven't seen the episodes or, or listened to the episodes, so I, I'm not sure, but I l watched his response to that and that's what it was. What did he say about that? Basically that he never thought those word, that word would be taken out of context from his episodes and because someone must've made a comp compilation of him using that word like a hundred times over these, all these episodes. It must've been some older episodes yeah, because I think I've, they were, I, I don't ever remember him saying it. Yeah. So basically that he didn't ever think it was wrong at the time or that people would take it out of context, you know, hearing the video of the compilation. Yeah, it sounds horrible because all it is is him using that word. Right. Um, and that he hasn't used it, you know, in a long time, basically. And he's learned sense and blah, blah, blah. Should the fucking person who put that together get some kind of fucking reprimand for just being the person that's throwing it out there? I mean, sure, you're being, you're doing like some shocking piece, but it's just like, so if, like, if I... Was was it someone who believed, which I am, that you shouldn't be walking around saying the N-word all the time, then if I went and found every possible opportunity where someone said the N-word and then made a big compilation of it and threw it out there for everybody to watch, wouldn't I just be spreading the N-word? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a tricky subject. I don't know. I don't think they should have got removed. <clears throat> uh, I've, I, I haven't dug into that part. I just... I just understood the part where the COVID misinformation the COVID misinformation but to Rogan's point like everything that was quote misinformation that they talked about eight months ago and that got you banned on any social media is now considered truth right and, and so give widely it, give accepted. it eight months yeah 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 and I agree with that wholeheartedly you know he's he's been talking about this for years with him and his comedian friends every time he's got a comedy one where he's like Aha, you're going to get fucking canceled and all. I'm uncancelable. Fuck them motherfuckers. He says, I can say what I want. So we'll see. Well, if Spotify drops him, he'll just, I think, a different platform will A, pick him up, or the guy's got enough money, he can just open his own freaking platform. 
He's, yeah, he's got the studio. He's yeah. got the followers. He doesn't need Spotify. No, Spotify needs him. Yeah. It's the biggest podcast in the, at least the U.S. Yeah. And then, you know, for um, who who all, Neil Young. Yep. Um, A couple little. Yeah. Uh, 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 another older, older group. Um, I guess Brene Brown said she wasn't doing her podcast anymore because of him. And then she backtracked and said it wasn't because of him. And then um, Meghan Markle and, oh, and Prince yeah. Harry, they had a contract for like 30-some episodes for some $30 million. And they haven't produced one fucking episode, so they're just lazy as fuck, and they're going to use this as an opportunity <laughs> to be fucking lazy some more. You know? It's like, yeah. yeah. I saw I saw a really good, it was a really good point. It was like, it was um, people who want to cancel Joe, Joe Rogan don't understand that if Spotify drops him, they're making him more accessible. Like mm. when Joe Rogan was on all the platforms, I would imagine he had more listeners because he was widely available. Oh, sure. Yeah. Now, and now, now he he's to... exclusive to Spotify. So if you want to hear Joe Rogan, you have to go to Spotify. Yep. Yeah. And these and the same thing with YouTube. You know, they used to have, they used to do the whole yeah. episode. Now it's just the clips. Now it's just clips. Yeah. And to be fair. He gets away with more on Spotify than he used to be able to when he did his whole episode on YouTube because YouTube has such tight restrictions on okay. what they can use and like what he's like. There's um, there's music and stuff that if you play too much of a song or whatever, YouTube won't play it because of rights. And so then and then he'll get in trouble mm. and he only gets three of them till he gets suspended or something. Sure, sure. Well, with this now, I've noticed that um, he plays more songs and takes more quotes but then he just doesn't show those clips. YouTube's not going to show them. Sure. So, um, but yeah, I, you're not going to you're not going to cancel him. I don't think. No. I just don't. I think that just trying to, to Well, and I don't think there's anything to cancel. That's the other part of it. Yeah, but how many people have been canceled for reasons if there's anything to cancel or not? Yeah. You know, for someone who's like says the wrong word on accident and all of a sudden the whole fucking you know, left-wing liberal world comes raining down on top of them. Yeah. You know, it's like so many people that, like Chappelle, you know, he had those couple of specials that came out, and he's a comedian, and he said some off-color jokes, but he's been doing that for 30 years or yep. however long. And now all of a sudden, because we're so woke, he gets fucking canceled. You know, and it's like everything, everybody comes raining down on him, and it's just like, he's like, fuck you. I'm going home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's like, I don't need this. You know, and, and I don't know, like, did you see the thing with Whoopi Goldberg? I did. Yeah. So. I think she should be fired. Yeah. Yeah. Only because, okay, so here's the thing. You personally think so, or you think so for posterity for what else is happening? Exactly. Yeah. I think if you support other people getting fired as a cancel culture, you should be subject to your own rules. Yeah, because she is. She's part of it. Yeah, very much so. Oh, yeah. So if. In a like, if she wasn't part of that mob, no, I don't think so. In fact, I wouldn't have said she should have been suspended either. Yeah, but she's part of that mob, and she's celebrated other people getting fired and canceled for less shit. Like what she said is more significant than what other people have said and gotten fired for. Yeah, so. and what she said it seemed to be, you know, just out of out of like some some level of ignorance. Yeah. You know, it, it was like when she was on the show, 
Because I, I, and I read her apology even, you know, because she came on the next day or something. She said, you know, I said some words yesterday that, you know, I, I shouldn't have said because I wasn't paying attention to like the, the context of way, the way I was saying it, whatever she said. But basically it seemed like she was just ignorant on the subject. Yeah. And it's a subject, honestly, that she shouldn't be ignorant on as in her position and, and, and being a woman of color and, and being in the cancel culture and being someone who's a, you know, fight for the rights and, and everything she does. Um, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you know, ultimately should she have been suspended? I don't think so. She made a mistake. She apologized for it. If it happens again, then fucking suspend her. But I don't know. I don't know what her past is, though, either. I don't watch that show. I don't either. Yeah. I like, I do It find it comical, the hypocrisy of all the defenders of Whoopi now, though. Who is one? Al Frank is like, she's clearly a friend of the Jewish community. She took the name, the stage name Goldberg. Oh. Yeah. Yet we just renamed the Washington Redskins to the Washington Commanders. The Braves get grief for doing the chop. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I know. I know. It, there's got to be. The, the thing is that there's no line because there's so many points of access for people to express their unhappiness for something. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> so anybody can bitch about anything. And if they get enough followers for that bitch, you know, if they're creative enough, like whoever it was that put that video of Joe Rogan out. If they're creative enough to get some people behind them, then they can start making some noise, and it's like then they feel vindicated, and then they're and then they're whoever did that's probably a celebrity now on on some yeah, level, I don't know. you know, somebody who's like a whistleblower kind of person, you know. Oh, somebody, you know, they realized it before anybody else did, and it's just like, well, maybe they're just looking for attention, you know. Yeah, they're they're trying way. to they're trying to draw something that's not there. Yeah, trying to stir the pot. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of shit stirrers out there. And honestly, you know, Rogan talks about that all the time on his podcast. It's always there's always people out there just trying to fucking piss people off, mm-hmm. trying to stir the shit up just because they think it's fun to watch things burn. You know, and it's just like people like that, you know, they don't fucking care. No. You know, until it hits their house. You right. Know? Like, yeah, so it's a one way street. Like Whoopi. Yeah. yeah. You know, came to her house now. I bet you she cares. Yeah, she's she's very upset, along with the other hosts, and she's threatening to quit. Oh, fucking quit then! She won't quit, dude. I know it's too much money in it. Exactly. Have you seen that um, that uh, uh, little docu series um, called The Morning Show? No, it's got Jan Aniston in it. It kind of um, uh, it's Jan Aniston and Steve Carell. Yeah, I know what show you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, so um, it kind of follows the what is it, Matt Lauer, right? Okay. Um, his his demise uh, from Good Morning America, whatever the hell show that was on, it was Katie Couric, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, fuck, just lots of eyes going as too deep into the explaining the fucking show. Um, shit, oh, it's gone. All right, all right. Circle back to that at some point <clears throat> in time, maybe. Hey, newsroom though, there's some shit going down at CNN. The most trusted name in news. What's happening in CNN? They're like president CEO just resigned over a scandal because he's in a relationship with like the vice president to something who's used to be Cuomo's communication director. And now they all worked with Cuomo during the COVID thing. Oh my God. See, you know what though? Like, honestly, don't fucking resign. 
You know, it's like if, if, if every single person that somehow got involved with Cuomo is like, because Cuomo's this big piece of shit, I guess, right? <clears throat> no, so this, so he resigned because he was having an undisclosed relationship with this woman who's a subordinate of his. Okay, so that's against the company rules. That's against the company rules, but then okay. they backtracked, and after this woman stopped working for the governor, Cuomo, she got hired to work with him at his previous job, and then as soon as he got the CNM job, she was his first hire. Oh, so she's been following him around for a long like time. Like 20 years. Really? Hmm. And it all came up because when they fired, I forgot, Chris Cuomo. Uh-huh. And he fired, filed a lawsuit. This came up now with that. So he's trying to burn the place down with him, which good for him. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, it's good for him because there's a, there's a point where if every single time somebody says, you know, you did something 10 years ago that was really bad, you should pay for it for the rest of your life. You got to say, fuck you. Yeah. You got to say, you know what? I'm, I, I fucked up back then. I made a mistake. But that was 10 years ago. I've grown. Let's move on. You know, it's like. Because just like Whoopi, there's nobody out there that doesn't have something in their closet right. that they don't want brought out, you know. And so, but there's no context. Nobody, nobody's willing to look at themselves before they open their mouth and you know say somebody else is a total piece of shit for something they did however long ago. You know, I'd be curious to see how old those episodes of Rogan are when he was saying that because it's like the the amount of people he has on his show. He of of like of of color like Snoop and Dr. Dre mm-hmm. and all these guys. And it's like he's not gonna be throwing around the N word, you know, not now. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, even just to use it in the context, he did. I mean, it's just like, you know, when we had our episode with the, you know, the for shizzle. Yeah. You know, it's just like we even in, at that point we're like, I oh, we probably shouldn't say that. Even in that context where we weren't even saying it, saying it. Right. It, it's like we're aware. You know, and so it's like back then, though, I don't think that like there were plenty of rap songs back in the day when it came on the radio. I sang the whole song, Mm -hmm. you know, even with people in the car, we sang the song Mm -hmm. and it's like, but you're not supposed to do that now. One of my favorite movies has the opening scene is all about the N word pool hall junkies. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm, Probably No, I don't think so. It's a B rate movie, but it's amazing. The only think A list actor is Christopher Walken. We talked about this. We maybe did, but the opening really? scene is this white pool hustler in a pool hall hustling uh, this guy of color and his buddy, and they're talking about the N word, and they're having a friendly conversation. He goes, "No, that's my N word, Charles," and then the white guy says it inappropriately because the black guy used the A at the end. Uh huh. And they go back and forth between the A version and the ER version. Uh-huh. Like, no, 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 you can't say that. <laughs> and it's a, it's a, it's actually a funny like. Did he say you can't say it with the ER, or you can't say it with the A, or you can't say it at all? Both. Well, there's it was, it was a. It, I mean, it's a movie. It's an opening. No, scene, I understand. In the movie, he goes, "You can't say that." And he goes, "Why?" And he goes, first of all, you don't say it right, and second of all, you don't know Charles. I do." <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. Got to know Charles, <laughs> and then still don't say it. Yeah. No, it. But it. It is. It's. It's just. Uh, it's a different time. It's a very different. And time. I'm okay with it being a different time, yeah. but I don't think you can then retroactively look back without context mm-hmm. and try and destroy somebody. Yeah. Well, 
you remember the whole remember that twisted tea video? No. You don't remember the twisted tea video? This guy was in a in the gas station. This guy, this uh Oh yeah, yeah, and he got he got smacked. smashed in the face with a can of twisted tea. Yeah, but I don't know the backstory. I've just Well, the white guy came in and he was wasted. Okay. And he kept on saying the M-word to this other guy. And then the other guy had this can of twisted tea in his hand and he looked at it. And the white guy goes, You gonna hit me with that N? N-word, you know? Mm-hmm. And the guy just looks at him and he just kinda he kept his cool for a second. He goes, You gotta hit me? And then wham, <laughs> smashed him upside the face. And it was it was a beautiful thing. He should have hit him a lot sooner than that. But no, man, he had self control. Well, I he know. was way in the pros and cons. Yeah, he was. He was, and he was like he just pushed him too far. Yep. I, so you're right. He shouldn't have hit him sooner than that. I wanted to hit him just because it was a YouTube video and it would have been funny. But it was it was actually probably funnier yeah. when he waited. So anyway, yeah. yeah, it was. There's so much controversy about it, and and it's like nobody's allowed to have history. Nobody's allowed to have fuck ups in the past without them like coming back to ruin their whole future. Mm-hmm. And it's just like if everybody if that happened to everybody, nobody would have a future. Everybody would get canceled. And then yeah. what? You know, then what? It's like Well it depends on what side you're on. Well, and, well but the but the end <laughs> result doesn't depend on what side you're on. Sure it does. You can F up if you're on the correct side and only get a two week suspension. Fair, but I'm, what I'm can, saying is that you can openly masturbate on a Zoom call. Oh my God, and get rehired. Get rehired. Well, that guy. I mean, he went through. He should have never got rehired. Just awkwardness, man. Yeah, but why would? Yeah, there's no reason for that guy. I mean, he should be like selling mattresses someplace. Honestly, that's like some some obscure place where he's out on the corner spinning the sign. You know? Yeah. That, like- that's what that guy should be doing after what he you did. You would think that guy would want to be somewhere where he's not on a camera, and unless you're local, even the locals don't know him. Like, who's that guy? I don't know. He's new in town. Right. Back to the morning show. Now I remember what I was going to say with Whoopi and all that shit is that they they portrayed how when that's your life and that's like your image and, and, and uh, you're on television – Every single thing you do from the more, from the moment you get up to the moment you go to sleep is about that life. Mm. Everything. From like your whole world revolves around being this personality. Sure. And and like if you don't have that if you're not that anymore, then you're nothing. You know, if you don't have that 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 that's your purpose of getting up in the morning is just to be this fake fucking person on television. It has to be perfect in every way, shape, or form. Then, then there's nothing left to live for. That's the way they portrayed it. You know, it's like once, once these uh, Steve Carell in the in the show, and and then Jen Aniston. It's like once, once everything hit the fan. It was like they haven't, they didn't like lose a possible career. They lost their entire life. Sure, you sure. know. And for Carell in that, and I like like I said, I think it was about Matt Lauer. It's like he couldn't go anywhere without being recognized to being that guy, you know. And so it's like for for Whoopi, she wouldn't be able to go anywhere without that being the headline. Right. You know, and maybe the masturbator guy, because of the world we live in now, the headline moved on. Yeah, I don't even know what the guy looks like. I don't either. I know his name. I don't know yeah. what he looks like. I didn't watch the video. <laughs> <laughs> 
<sighs> mm. Anyways. Yeah, crazy shit. You know what? What? You know fucking what? Fucking what? The like, Cincinnati fucking Bengals are in the Super Bowl, baby. Damn right. I text oh you. I'm a God, fan I, now. Oh, man. You know what? So the most beautiful thing, it's the most beautiful thing, Kyle. Everybody that knows me knows this is my team. Yep. And uh, and I don't like, I don't even like go around wearing the gear all the time or anything. They just know. It's like a, it's like an undercurrent, you know? I had so many people. Get a hold of me. Yeah. And tell me, fucking go Cincinnati. Let's go. I'm a Bengals fan now. So I've got my whole family, so many friends right now rooting for the Bengals in the Super Bowl when they wouldn't even give a fuck if yeah. it wasn't because they're not my team. And it's like, man, I feel the love right now. And it's just like, I'm go Bengals, man. I sent you that text too. I know you did. It was fucking beautiful, man. Like you're the only Cincinnati fan I actually know. So I'll be with you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I shed a tear. Yeah. One, one, one. I was so happy they won, too, man. I was so nervous when it went into OT because the, the rules for OT are bullshit, especially in a playoff situation. You mean because if you score a touchdown, you win? Yeah. Mm. So you don't get two chances, which you're saying, like, each team doesn't get an opportunity. Right, because that's what happened the first game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the, the wild card game. Yeah. The Chiefs got went into OT. They got the ball first, and then they scored a touchdown. So, so the, the Browns rules, didn't even get a chance. The rules have been that way for so many years, though. They have. It's been a while. It's been a. It's been a long time that that's been the rules, and I guess, like, because there was a big shakeup about it as soon as like uh, this whole season, they've been talking about the overtime rules, and and there was this thing where it's like, well, seven out of eleven games, the winner of the coin toss wins the wins game. the game, but of those seven of eleven games, the other te- five of those games, the other team had the ball. Okay. So they still had an opportunity. Okay. You know, so it's like it's it's kind of like you're you're putting your best on the field. Your defense either has to stand them up or they don't. You know, I kind of feel like just because the rules have been that way for so long, everybody knows the rules. Play the game, you know. Yeah. And if you it, it's like if you lose the flip, I mean, if look at It's just a shame. I I guess the only reason it's a shame is probably cuz the Bills game because that was a shootout. Yeah. That was an offensive shootout, and they were both just instantly, frankly, the def- defenses were just not the last five minutes. What was there, three touchdowns in the last? 27 points in a minute, 57 seconds. That's insane. It's fucking insane, man. I mean, that was a beautiful game. It was. But then, yeah, it's like, okay, it's a coin flip at that point. Yeah. And to go in the playoffs for a team that hasn't traditionally been in the playoffs often. Yeah. Versus a team that just won the Super Bowl. Right? No. No, two years ago. They were in it. They were in it. Oh, okay. They lost to Tampa. That's what it was. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that that was just, it It sucked. And I was really nervous that that was going to happen for your team. Yeah, man. I was, I've was. i been nervous this whole fucking run. I was, <laughs> I was dying. I told my dad, I had to apologize. I walked a fucking a groove through his living room <laughs> floor watching the game. I was like, same as, same as the first playoff game. Sitting there at the Burger Company, Klon marks in the damn uh, bar <laughs> trying not to lose my shit while they were, you know. And who would have thought that those games would have been as fucking good as the games before? Yeah. You know, it's like this stretch of football has been, had to be one of the best stretches of playoffs ever. Yeah. Ever. So like many the times. worst playoff game so far this year was the Packer game. 
Oh yeah, and it was and it was close. But you and I, I think we text after that first round. We we're like, "What the fuck?" And like, "Wow!" Like <laughs> yeah. every game was just, "Geez!" It was incredible. That was awesome. It was. It was a good year. It's been a good year for excitement. Yeah. Now, can the Super Bowl play up to that same level? You know, it's like they got their work cut out for them. They're fucking going up against a good fucking football team. Well, and in their home stadium. Yeah. You know, I feel like L.A. isn't home to anybody. <laughs> so That's valid. So, like, the, the, the Ram, I mean, Tampa Bay did it in their home stadium, Yep. you know, last year. So, if L.A. does it in their home stadium, they'll be like, oh, it's twice in a row, whatever, you know. But it's like, I just feel like L.A. isn't really home to that many people that are, like, from L.A., there's so many people well, no, that are but. transients, you know, that's like the ramp, like is how long is, because SoFi Stadium hasn't been open for how long, you know, that's been, that's a fairly new stadium. I think that's why that. Well, did the Rams move there from right when they, was that the first stadium they moved into? I don't know the answer to that question. Cause it came from St. Louis. Yeah. That was what? Four years ago? Three years, four years? Five years? Where the fuck is Bill? Where the fuck is Bill? Where the fuck is Bill? How long have the Rams been at SoFi Stadium? I don't know. I still feel like there has to be some advantage to being at your place, even though it's not home to anybody. Yeah. Um, Something the Packers will never have. No, because they'll never play a Super Bowl here. Nope. So the Rams have never won a Super Bowl, been in two previous Super Bowls. Um... They lost to the Patriots in 2018. They've shown some great promise that doesn't have anything to fucking do with when they moved to Los Angeles. Yeah. Or back to Los Angeles. Um, opened in September 2020. So, uh, yeah, September 2020, SoFi Stadium. So, anyway, yeah. <clears throat> Um, it's, uh, I really didn't want the Rams to win. The reason I didn't want the Rams to win was because <clears throat> of Aaron Donald. Yeah. <laughs> Just him. Just purely him. Well, Cincinnati's offensive line is not great at all. And Aaron Donald is a fucking monster. Yeah. And, uh, San Francisco did a good job of handling him pretty well. They uh, double-teamed him a lot, and they put a lot of bodies on him. So Cincinnati is going to have to figure out a way to slow him down because if they don't, Joe Burrow is going to get the fuck knocked out of him. Mm -hmm. You know, and, I mean, he's been beat up a lot this year, and uh, he's a pretty tough guy. He's taken some big hits. Um, but it's like I, I say that if Aaron Donald gets cut loose and something happens to Joe Burrow early, the game's over. Oh, for sure. You know, it's like, but to be fair, last week when Joe, when Joe Burrow, there was two or three times he looked a little bit like Mahomes in the way he was evading getting sacked. There was a couple, two, three times, couple, two, three times. Two or three times two, there. A couple, two, three times that uh, they had him yeah. wrapped up, and he wiggled the fuck yeah. out of it, and he made a good play, and... And so, 
It seems like he's evolving with the game this year. Maybe, yeah. There's a couple there's a couple plays too. I was like, Really? You're you're playing for a Super Bowl and this is the team right now. <laughs> but then yeah. they pull it off. So Yeah, it's I well that's the whole thing. It's like they're so young. Yeah. The I read this article about Cincinnati. They said they have drafted players the last few years like we draft fantasy football teams. Mm. It's like they just draft the 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 fastest, most hope most high profile players they can get out of the draft that are like dynamic players. And everybody gave them shit because they weren't drafting like offensive linemen and defensive linemen. And uh they were just drafting all these skill positions and it's like, you know, can they can they make it all the way just off of just pure talent and not a lot of like foundation. Sure. You know, and <clears throat> so far, you know, the pure talent has been able to stand up, you know, and then we'll see we'll see next weekend what happens. But I don't know. I'm gonna be watching the game at the bunch of people probably and a bunch of chicken wings and nice. some maybe a couple of brewskis yeah buddy and uh i'm gonna be on the edge of my seat and you will i'll be watching i am i'm honestly not invested but i really am rooting for for you more than anything well i appreciate that my brother i really do it's uh it I, feels good to have yeah. some people rooting for a team that are not even invested in just because of me yeah i feel special i mean at least it's not fucking Tampa or Kansas City. I know, I know. Tampa especially. You know, I will say about four or five weeks ago, I thought it would be kind of a cool Super Bowl to have Tampa Bay and New England mm. in the Super Bowl. That would have been like a, a really good story, you know, because it's Brady against Belichick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really glad Brady's not in it again. You and, know, or Belichick, or or Belichick, yeah, either of them. It's uh, the the honestly, maybe not the Rams per se, but I don't even think the Rams were like a probable contender at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I don't you remember. Know, they picked up Stafford, you know, and they have him and Cooper Cup, but they don't have like a lot of crazy talented guys on their team. Didn't they pick up uh, OBJ? Yeah, but it's fucking OBJ. I mean, he was a pile of shit in Cleveland. True. You know, it's like I don't think anybody expected OBJ to have as imp- as big of an impact as he's had. Mm. I think he's kind of like an Antonio Brown. Just a, you know, like he has talent, but he's been like a fucking mess for yeah. the last few years. Yeah, you know? at any point he could just break. <laughs> right. And Antonio Brown showed up for them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, so maybe OBJ is going to be there for them, for, for uh, the Rams in the Super Bowl. But, you know, it's like uh, – I think he's just he's one of those guys that's like a prima donna and more of a distraction on the whole as he is a contributor. So we'll see. Maybe he's got his shit together. Maybe. Maybe this is the run for him. Yeah. So do you think it was time for Brady to retire? Yeah. Yeah. And since he's retired, <laughs> I like him more. <laughs> Why do you say that? I don't know, man. I just didn't like him as a I Maybe just because he was so fucking, he was at the top always. Mm-hmm. He's just an unlikable person because he wins too much. Yeah, so you feel like someone need to, to take him down a notch. Yeah, yeah, I know how that. Feels. And and now that he's, now that he retired, I I don't know, I can appreciate what he's done, knowing that he's not doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loser's mentality. 
No, it's I know what you mean. And I, I, I really had a passion, passionate hate for him because he won so much. Yeah. And he was just like, he's always on these fucking watch ads and he's yeah. a handsome guy and he's yeah. got this beautiful wife and this beautiful life and he doesn't do shit that like. When he left New England, I, I liked him more. And actually, the first, when he won the Super Bowl with Tampa, I was rooting for him. Me too. That's the same. When when he got there, I was like, okay, this fucking guy's legit. Yep. You know, like, he's really, like, that fucking good. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, he he he's not flashy. You know, he's not Mahomes or Lamar Jackson yeah. or, or those guys or, or Rodgers, you know. He just goes to work and gets shit done. Yeah. You know, so there'll probably be some kind of cancel scandal come out with him in the next couple of years yeah no i don't know he, but yeah once he left new england i was like okay you do you man and then was, there's an appreciation and this year it's like just don't win it and then be gone and now that he's gone i'm like okay yeah good year or good career bro yeah i would say to win it and leave would be like the best way to do it yeah I would well just... that's yeah but how many people can do that no, nobody. Nobody's. Yeah. I don't think anybody does it. Once you win a Super Bowl, it's like, oh, I got one more year in me. I mean, look at Roethlisberger and how long he hung on. Jesus. Yeah. That fucking guy should have left a long time ago. Yeah, he he left on a, like that's the trade off, right? Like he left on a losing streak, like a massive losing streak. You know, I mean, he did play. They go did go to the playoffs. Yeah. You but know, they got their asses kicked, didn't they? They did. They did get their asses kicked. Did you read about this NFL? Um. Uh, black coaches scandal that's going on right now uh briefly yeah so it's like the miami dolphins coach said he was getting offered a hundred thousand dollars a game to lose yeah and the, and the, the owner's like fuck you we didn't ever do that and then he brought up the browns coach and then the browns coach said something like he was offered a similar deal but then he backtracked on it okay and he's like well they didn't offer me money but but they did there are other similarities to the situation than to what this Miami's coach Flores, I think is his name is, is dealing with. So he said he been, he did backtrack and say he wasn't offered money to lose, but they they were tanking to get draft picks. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I was thinking about it and looking at like there's only like two. I think there's two black coaches out of 32 teams in the okay. NFL. So Marv Lewis was the coach of Cincinnati, um, for. Multiple, multiple seasons. And he really was the, the guy who turned Cincinnati out of a piece of shit team into a worthy team. Like, when he showed up, they were, like, they were still, like, they had shitty buses, and they, mm -hmm. they're, like, they, their training room was shit. And he's just, like, he, he turned Cincinnati into an actual NFL team. Went into the playoffs, and, I mean, he did really well with them. And he's got a winning record. He's a really good coach. And when he got fired from Cincinnati in 2018 with a winning record and he turned the team around, he still hasn't got offered a job. He's still waiting since 2018 to get offered a job. When there's some dog shit fucking coaches out there mm -hmm. with a losing record that are white that are getting offered jobs. And as, as much as, like, people can say it's not about race and it's not about race, it's like, well, what is it about like, I, I want to understand if it's not about race, what's it about? Because there's some really great coaches out there that are black that are not getting opportunities. And it's just like, why? If it's not about race, what is it about? Because there's, like, guys with, with records that are, like, like 20% win rate, 
for a couple seasons here and a couple seasons here, and they keep getting offered jobs at these teams. And it's just like, so what? So then what? Hmm. You know? And so I, it's, it, it is, it's a weird situation. If it's not about race, then I think the NFL's got to decide what, what is it really about? Because if you look at statistics, and I know you can't always look at statistics, and, and I know there's a lot of things that get put in the context of race that probably aren't about race. Right. But for me, because, because it's, it's like there's only 32. Yeah. You know, you're not talking about CEOs of companies or management positions for, you know, mid-sized companies out there. You're talking about 32, 32. Yeah. 32 teams in, in all of the United States, not America, <laughs> the United States of America. You got two. And it's just like, huh? And then you look on the field, and it's like, I think 80%. Of the players on the field, yeah, I was gonna are, say at least seventy, right? I think it's like I think it's closer to eighty. Okay, on the field, and so this like, well, how does that like, if they're that great at what they do, shouldn't that transfer when they retire into coaching positions? I mean, that's like yeah, but you're looking at head coaching positions. If I'm a position player, maybe I'm a really great position coach. Okay, so you think what about you thinking like uh, assistant coaching positions? Is it, like the percentage of you ever looked at that? Is that I, what you're no, saying though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, like look at an NFL team. There's a lot of coaches on an there's NFL. There's a ton of NFL or ton there's, of coaches. There's coordinators, offensive, defensive, special teams. There's quarterback coaches. There's linebacker coaches. There's safety coaches. There's, um, I'm sure linemen coaches. There's receiver coaches. There's running back coaches. There's you know what I mean. Okay, so approximately 35 to 40% of NFL assistant coaches are black. That's what, that's what the, okay. the, the Goog says. So still less than 50%. Yeah. Closer. Yep. You know, way closer than two out of 32. Right. But it's, um, yeah, and, and it's a good point. It's a good point. It's just. Uh, so I wonder with the head coaching positions, I'm sure people want, um, It's hard to accept an, a non, uh, someone who hasn't coached before. So are you in this good old boys league where you, you didn't do well in this organization, but we know the systems you run and we really like the systems you run and we think that would do really well in this organization over here. Mm. You know what I mean? And, oh, do you want... Sure, because... Do you it, want Johnny McJohn over here who played for three years... And and was an assistant coach, or do you want, I don't know, some big name guy who's had three different coaching jobs? He had a winning record here, losing record here, but look at what he had to deal with over here. Maybe we'll get more excitement with this big name. I don't know. I'm speculating. Well, sure, and and that, I mean that's a good point. It's like it's not like it's I don't. It's obviously every franchise wants to win, but I'm sure part of their their system is like optics as far as like if they can bring in a name yeah then i mean look what happened with urban meyer right you know they brought and and how many college coaches that are really really winning college coaches do they try to bring to the nfl i'm sure there's plenty i don't know how many, how often it's it's successful though cuz urban meyer was a fucking train wreck yeah he was you know it's like it's urban meyer is kind of like the johnny manziel of coaches He's like this big name coming out of college, wins all the fucking time, just a superstar. But then when he gets to the NFL, it's like the NFL is too much for him. Mm -hmm. You know, he just can't handle 
the level of of intensity and play and demand on the NFL. And for college, he was was he Alabama? I was going to see. I no. don't remember. No, that's LSU. Saban. Was it LSU or Florida or something weird? I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. I, I don't think know. it was Ohio State, right? Mm, I don't think it was. Ur- but it was a big Ohio name. State. It was a big college team name who wins all the time. Um, let's see. Let's see, Urban Meyer. Here we go. Um, he was Florida from okay 2005 to 2010. Ohio State from 2012 to 2018. Retired in 19, so he was Ohio State and Florida. I I was right both times. Both times Ike. you were well, you were right and you were wrong because you said I don't think he was Florida and I don't think he was Ohio State. Oh, did I? Yeah, but Just that's okay. that we, part in we post. can <laughs> we can back it up and and, and fact check because I could be totally. But there's some big name schools in college, and he won a lot. Yep, and. Uh, and then, you know, he retired in 2019, and I'm sure, like, just like anybody else, you know, the, the paycheck is exciting, and then, and then the, the desire to get back in the game, because I think when you're a fucking coach, it's your life. Sure. You know, because it's not just the, the 18 weeks now on the field. So how many, how many jobs has he had in the NFL then? This is his first coaching job in the NFL. Okay. Yeah. So I can't, you can't blame the organization then you have a very high profile collegiate coach who was very successful. Like mm-hmm. you would logically, I would think that would translate to the NFL. No, absolutely. I'm not saying that, that, um, that the organization made a mistake in the sense like they were wrong and trying to bring him in. I just think that like maybe the, the super high profile, big name guys, like how many, how many first round draft picks and Heisman trophy winners made it in the NFL yeah. to have a long career. Right. You know, or was it the guys that were like journeyman guys that are just like, they didn't have a big name. They weren't flashy. They didn't have all that hype behind them. They just showed up and went to fucking work. Yeah, man. Are, Every time I hear that, I think Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard. It's a safety for Wisconsin, went to play for the Jets. Now he's the defensive coordinator, I think, for Wisconsin, right? I don't know. I don't know Jim Leonard. But he gets offered NFL jobs every year, and he keeps sticking at Wisconsin because that's what he likes. No, I didn't know. I don't know Jim Leonard. Really? Really. Interesting. See, I think of guys like Tom Brady. Well, yeah, that's true. You know, what was he? He was like uh, 151st in, in the draft or some shit like that. Whatever his draft position was, it was super fucking low. Yeah. You know, and then he came back to be the, the you know, honestly, I'll say he's probably the greatest quarterback of all time. Even though I don't even like to say it, I don't like the sound of that. But I just it's but like if yeah, you look at his is. record and the and the records he holds and like I I gotta say he's he's gotta be the greatest quarterback of all time. Hmm. I think so. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by. It. And if you'd ask me, if you'd ask me before he won this last Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, I'd have said no fucking way. But. Yeah. He did it again with a team that wasn't even the team he started with. All right, Leonard bounced around. I didn't know that. Played for Wisconsin as a safety. Went into the NFL, played for the Bills for two seasons, played for the Ravens for one, played for the Jets for three, then the Broncos, then the Saints, then back to the Bills, then with the Browns. And now he, then he started as a defensive backs coach for Wisconsin, and now for the last five years he's been the D coordinator and D back coach. So the guy's obviously extremely talented. But the the story with him is he was um, not offered a scholarship and he was a walk on. 
And then wow. he, and then he wa- worked his way up to be a three-time All-American, three-time first All-Big Ten team. Yeah. So he's a hard that's, worker. Th- that's, the, that's the thing. He shows up and he, he does the work. Right. You know, it's like we tell the guys, guys group, do the fucking work. And they're like, here's this monster energy drink I said I wasn't going to drink. <laughs> hey, uh, I guess we can talk about it later, but you know you know who um, shared that uh, he has cut it back to one a week. Ooh. Yeah. Pretty impressive. That's good. I was giving him a lot of grief. Good. You should have. Because we were having a and d night, and he cracked one up. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He goes, yeah, I, uh, I'm like, this isn't for headaches, man. <laughs> I'm like, don't lie to me. Yeah, don't, don't tell you me that bullshit. You made a non-reasonable goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, speaking of D&D, this, this morning I was just kind of reading some emails and shit, and there's this, uh, this um, new group. They're not group. They're not a new group of people. They've been doing this thing on Twitch and um, a couple other streaming services where they role play mm-hmm. this game. Critical Role. Critical Role, yeah. And then Vox Machina. Yeah. I just watched. I just started watching the first episode. It's fucking awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, they're it's, like so they're the. Yeah, I know exactly. I watch them. You watch Vox Machina or you watch Critical Role? Well, I, I started watching the Prime episodes, but I I also watch Critical Role or I okay. listen to it. That was kind of why we started playing here at the club. Really? Yeah. Oh. So they're like the biggest D&D group probably in the fucking world. And they're voice actors, and so they get really into their characters, and they do a really good job. And, um, yeah, so they Vox Maka was like their first campaign or RP that they put public. Okay. And uh, they're on their third one now. But they play for like fucking... It's like five hours, right? It's like four hours every Thursday. And yeah. like their campaign, so that Vox Maka campaign was like fucking two years long. They played for two years just as those characters. And really? they built the story. And then, yeah, they raised a shit ton of money to make it an animated series. Amazon Prime picked it up. It's it's fun. Yeah, and it's, it's good. It's fun. I, I, I was like, I've never, ever do- dove, divin, dove into the... Uh, D&D realm. Yeah. Like my kids <clears throat> played a lot of magic and then some D&D. I just couldn't get into it because it's like the development of the characters and mm-hmm. all this stuff. I just, it was hard for me. But I watched, I just, I watched like 15 minutes of the first episode of Vox Machina and it was just like, <laughs> I, I, A, I like the style of animation. It's not anime. It's not old school cartoon. It's not new cartoon. It's like it's like this cool blend mm-hmm. of all of it. It's like like there's this thing. There's a original scene where they shows the guy who's always like screwing all the women. Mm-hmm. He falls into a a, a um, big pile of money, and the way he falls into it, all of a sudden he's just stuck in the money, like all these coins and stuff around him. It reminded me of like He Man, mm-hmm. you know. And it was I just it's a. I'm digging it, and I've, I only watched 15 minutes of it, but I really so you, like yeah, it. Yeah, you're digging their their animated series, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I, I do, do you have to be into D&D to appreciate the critical role? Mm. No, but it's it's a lot slower. So, like, that first episode of the Vox Mox, the thing that you watched, mm-hmm. like, 
that's probably encompasses like their first 30 episodes of actually playing D&D. Okay. So they're very story and dialogue driven. Um, and so it's just a very slow progression. Well, you still didn't answer my question. Does Can you appreciate the Critical Role series? Like, just, just listening. Is it listening or are you watching? You can do either. Okay. Without knowing D&D. Like, with the characters and the voice acting and stuff, can you yeah. still get into the story? Yes. Because I would assume that it's 30 episodes down to one episode, but that they have to distill it way down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's probably still a lot of nuance there that you're missing in the cartoon. Oh, for sure. You know, it's like, so, because I'm interested in, in kind of going back and just, I, for how many years have they been doing this at Fort? They've got like Five a thousand hours. Yeah. I think I've read they got a thousand hours of the critical role. Yeah. And so with a thousand hours is a lot of fucking hours. Yeah. So, like, I don't think I'm going to go listen to a thousand hours. I barely have time to listen to one or two podcasts a week. But it's like I'm I'm interested and curious because I really like the story, and then seeing the characters come to life on this animated series, I'm like, oh, I really want to know what these people are about. Yeah. So it seems really cool. You could appreciate it. There's going to be some nuance in the sense of like they'll roll, and like in the battle scenes, the battle scenes, you know, in the in an animated series, the battle scenes take a minute to two minutes. Well, in the RP world, that that actually translates to like three hours because they have to individually roll every time to hit and then they're rolling damage in there. So it's, it's a lot slower. Okay. Um, but once like the voice acting and stuff, like mm-hmm. they do a really good job. Like, yes, you could listen to it and actually just try and gather the story. So in the battle scenes in the cartoon, are they an a absolute perfect replica? No, no. Okay. Because that would be pretty cool. So like like so if someone swings a sword and nicks somebody that means they got a little bit of damage yeah or, or they swing a sword and they fucking obliterate I somebody. don't think and I, they just dropped episodes four five and six so I've only watched episodes one two three one two and three and I don't I don't think it's a it's a perfect like um translation or dense down version of their actual campaign mm-hmm. I think it's close but I'm I'm sure there's Decisions that were made to make it an animated series, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's still good. It's still good. Yeah, I for I, sure. I was enjoying the shit out of it. Really their voices was. are, and I, it's been so long since I listened back to their first campaign. The voices are a little different. They modified them slightly. Oh, really? Or they refined them slightly? Oh, like like they made them like more? Yeah. Thick or yeah. whatever. Yep. Okay. Yep. Or they're they're obviously more true to them in an animated series versus when you're. Just sitting around a table with your friends, yeah, pretending like, well, yeah, you're, you're less true. But yeah. So, are they like <laughs> a giant group of nerds? Yeah. So I fucking love that they're just a giant group of nerds, but in this in this cartoon world, they're fucking badasses. Yeah. You well, know? so they're nerds, but so Matt Mercer, their dungeon master, the guy who like designed this whole thing. He's been in the D&D world for a while, but he's so prolific. Like, he writes books now for the people that put out Dungeons & Dragons stuff. Like, he's very frontline and important in that sense. The yeah. other ones are all just players, but, yeah, 
there's there's nerdy ones there's super nerdy there's one guy who in that episode would be the big goliath guy okay. he's actually pretty built his name's travis willingham okay like he's actually pretty jacked he's a pretty jacked dude though yeah so okay. that one fits well for him that's pretty cool okay cool yeah it, it's i just uh it, it's funny so i've been gone for nine days yeah we're gonna talk about that later later okay well i was gonna no, I just meant like in the next 10 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, in the next 10 minutes. But so when I was gone, I found uh, a yearbook from my junior year in high school. And uh, I don't know if you ever, ever gone back and looked at your high school yearbooks. No. But it's like, I'm 44 and I was 17. How many years is that? That's like 27 years. Sounds right. 27 years ago. It's like, what the fuck? Just looking back at, like, me and my <laughs> friends, and it's just like, I don't know. It's like when I saw the, the photos, some some of those memories come back that, that like, I thought were gone. Mm. You know, they, you just file shit away in the deep fucking vault in the back. Of, I, I file it away in the back of my brain in this, like, it's not an ironclad vault, of course, but it's covered in, like, bullshit. You know, it's like a layer of muck. And then I look at these photos and it's like the hand comes shooting out of the muck. It's like, <laughs> I have risen. It's like, yeah, and it's like it was so fucking cool just to to go, man, like I was a fucking, there were parts of me that was like such a fucking nerd or like, oh, I remember that one time I was such a dick or, yeah. you know, and it, it was just like, and then I looked at the faces of the people I went to school with. So I sat down, I was sitting down with my daughter and her, and her shitty little trailer she lives in <laughs> and she's like who's that who is that guy oh he's funny who's that who's that guy you know and it was just like i could kind of go to each of these people that i went to school with that i have like no clue where 90 percent of them are and i could be like oh i remember the time this guy him and i was like we we're in this fucking wrestling match and he gave me a wedgie or whatever <laughs> you know and it was just like all these little things that i had locked away that i yeah. hadn't thought about in a long time it was really kind of awesome. Nice. Yeah, it really was. And, uh, and, and like, there's this huge photo of the whole junior and senior class. I should say huge. Like, our whole junior and senior class is probably one-tenth okay. of what the senior class is at Baraboo. We had a very small school. And everybody in the entire picture is looking forward except for me. <laughs> I'm the <laughs> only one. And I'm, like, rolling my eyes, looking off to the side, and Kirsten's like, what were you doing? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> no fucking clue. And she's like, and then Stephanie's like, were you doing that on purpose? I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't think I was, but I mean, I don't know. I don't think I was that much of a dick when I was in high school. But, like, I look back and it's like, oh, maybe, I don't know. Was I a dick in high school? What was I like in high school? But then I look at the people who wrote in my yearbook. It's like, oh, you're nice and you're this and you're mm -hmm. that. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was the nice guy. Do, do kids still write in each other's yearbooks? Um, according to Kirsten, people wrote in her yearbook. Okay. So I think they do. It makes sense. It does make sense. It does make sense. You know, when my kids were in school, um, when they got to high school, I understood the yearbook thing. But now the yearbook thing goes all the way through middle school. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so every year... You're supposed to pay like $150 or whatever it is. Maybe it's only $50 for this big yearbook. And, and it was like when they were when they were younger, I was just like, come on. 
you know, like you're in fourth grade. Yeah. What do you need a big, massive yearbook for? Like, do you have a yearbook committee that was taking photos all year long? Or is this stuff from like a random picture from gym class? You know, it's like, what all's in here? And, uh, when they got to high school, they got it. But it's like, looking back, it's like, I don't know. I guess I can appreciate the memories to a degree, you know, of, of what I had. You know, but I think I have a senior and junior yearbook, and that was it. See, I think I have all the way back to eighth grade. I think I got one in middle school. Really? Yeah. I don't remember. I have them. I don't you know. You got them all? Yeah. Where, where where are they? In a tote, in a storage shelf in my basement. Okay, so they're at your house. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They were. I was going to say they were at my parents, obviously, but oh. when we bought a house, we got everything shipped to us. Yeah, see, that's what my dad did. It's like, uh, it didn't wasn't with my first house, but it was. Uh, eventually, he's just like, "Here's your box of shit. Yeah, take your stuff. I'm tired of moving it around." I looked through it the other day. I'm like, "Why the fuck do I have this stuff?" Like, I got an old, fucking tin little, uh, box that I made in shop class. Yeah, I know. I've got, I had like fucking juggling balls. Like, what the fuck? There's some old books in there that are like goosebump type books. I'm like, what? Really? The hell do, who saved this? See, as a parent, I think we we save things that we don't need to save. I did for a long time. I had like, oh, remember when Connor made this drawing? You mm-hmm. know? And so you save the drawings and then when you have multiple kids, you're saving multiple drawings and then and then now everything is so fucking precious. Everything. Like they made a clay mold of a pumpkin in third grade. And it's like, well, can't get rid of that motherfucker, yeah. you know. 20 years later, I'll look at it. Oh, do you remember when Lincoln made a pumpkin? Oh, my God. You know, but then you give it to him. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why do I want this thing? And it's like, but you made it. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I see that in my kids, even in like Christmas ornaments. Yeah. You know, it's like they made Christmas ornaments when they're little. And it's just like, why did you save this? This is terrible. <laughs> just, or just save it to an extent. And be like, once they're an adult, like, do you want any of it? Yeah. Yeah. And and they'll say, they'll be like, yeah, well, they want it. And then they'll go through it and be like, like you did. What the fuck? <laughs> what do I got all this shit for? I got rid of so much of my stuff when we took our trip. Yeah. So much of it. And it was like, I remember I saved... uh a small package of senior pictures for me just for, you know, mostly it's like photos, Mm -hmm. you know, because photos have a way of like drawing you back because you can put the image there and you can see it. And it's like, and then for me anyway, it draws me back. Um, I can put myself in that place where I was when that photo was taken. And it's, I guess it's kind of a, for a guy like me who I don't have the greatest memory, um, I can look back and, and it clicks in. You know, some people can remember that shit easily. Like, my dad and I were driving, um, last week we were driving from Montana into Idaho. And we are driving by our my little hometown that I grew up in. And uh, I was looking up, I got this hunch to look up this article um, from my high school. And it was about Martin Luther King Day. Okay. And, uh. Our school was one of only two schools in our state that didn't give kids a day off of school for Martin Luther King Day. They didn't recognize it. And um, 
And so I was looking up this article because we all walked out on Martin Luther King Day. So there was this big thing where we organized, I say we, a senior class, um, organized a walkout. Everybody went to lunch. And then at 1235, when the bell for fifth hour rang, I think it's fifth hour, and everybody was sitting in their desks ready to learn, the bell rang and everybody got up and left. And we all marched down Main Street of this town of 1,200 people, so it wasn't a long march. <laughs> but we marched all the way from the school and we had like signs. We are yelling, recognize the day, you know, and we were having this full-on protest. And it was kind of fun to be part of, but honestly... 90% of the people were doing it just so they can get out of school. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it was kind of fun to have a walkout, right? Well, they, the news, like, news crews came and covered our, our town. Yeah. And uh, um, there were these interviews with our class president. And he's just like, well, I can't say that I exactly agree with the, with the methods we use because there could have been other channels, but... It was effective. And it's just like, <laughs> what? I don't remember that. I thought this guy was like fucking all in. And he wasn't at all. He didn't want it at all. It was everybody else. And he was just going along with what his constituents yeah. asked him to do. And so he was the one that walked into the office and rang the bell to signal everybody to leave. And we had this principal um, who, was, who was like a new principal and so they interviewed him, and they're like, is this a racist school? And he's like, no. <laughs> and they're like, well, we heard that there was a supposed to be a black speaker coming to speak at your school, and you canceled it with no notice. And he's like, what are you talking about? And so someone else made up this whole slanderous campaign about this guy who was going to come and speak at the school. But then at the last minute, they canceled him. And they interviewed the guy, and he's like, I was never supposed to speak at that school. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just like, there was all this drama Jesus, that I didn't yeah. even, like, realize. And then the principal was like, well, only actually 15% of the students that, that walked out stayed and did the march. Like, everybody else just got in their cars and left. And he's just like, he's like, you know. And, and so it put this big spotlight on the school, and they did end up changing it. So they were there no day at school on Martin Luther King Day. He's like, do they realize that they're just going to get another day at the end of the school year? You know, <clears throat> you got to have so many days of school. Yeah, or it's when they interview the kid and they're like, what are you doing this for? And they're like, because mm, we need to. <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody was like, recognize the day, screaming the top of their lungs with these cardboard signs. Yeah. You know, and it was, uh, but it was, you know, it was it's a memory that's been, it'll it's burned into my mind. For sure. Yeah. You know, and so it was, it was a, it was a really nice trip down memory lane. Yeah. We never, I never did a, like a walkout protest with the hockey team every year, assuming we would lose in the playoffs. When our season was over, we'd always skip school and go down to the state tournament in Madison where you just carpool. And the state, state tournament usually happened on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday for hockey. I think it still does. Maybe not. But it'd be like Thursday and Friday, just none of the hockey team would be there. And the principal's like, we'd. No, not everyone is sick. I'm like, yeah, but my mom called in, so. We're sick. We're sick. <laughs> but we'd go down to the fucking mall in Madison. We'd be eating at the food court. And we'd go watch all the hockey games. and Yeah. Back cry. Course, that could have been us. Did you have social media back then? Not really, no. Yeah, so, like, nowadays, there'd be all these pictures of yep. everybody eating at the mall and all this. And it's, and it's just like, uh, hmm, hello, don't think you're sick. <laughs> we all got suspended. 
Oh, really? Or not suspended. We got detention. Sorry. Everybody that walked out had to do a mandatory 45-minute detention after school the next day. Mm. And it was like, uh, there was this <laughs> there was this one kid. He's like, yeah, it is worth it. But, man, this detention is going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, well, what are you standing up for? Well, I just wanted to leave, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it was, uh, but it, yeah, anyway. So you did the, you, if it, yeah, if, it, if there was social media. Oh, yeah. Think think about what the, the storm it would have made if there was Facebook, and, and it probably would have been Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, all the different Instagram videos. And if you do it at the right angle, it looks like there's a thousand people and there was only like, like a hundred. You know, maybe, and and it just could have been a national shitstorm just because of this one little school. All these news channels would show up, CNN, Dateline, yeah, small town, small racist town in Idaho. Yep, it's exactly. Like, that's the way they would spin it, and it's just like, no, they're that's not, not quite they're not, it. They're not racists. <laughs> they're just like, they just never did it. Yeah, like they just didn't want to do it. You know, and it's like, well, why not? So how was your trip? So you're rocking a hat. Yeah. Oh, I had to have. So um, I always buy something when I go on a trip somewhere. I don't. It's just yeah. something I do. Um, and uh, it just so happened that I thought that I lost my my lamb and lamb beanie. Not lost. I thought I left it in, in Montana. And so when I got to Idaho, um, I was with my daughter, and I'm like, I need a hat, you know, because I lost my hat, left it in Montana. So we went to this uh, little mall, and – Honestly, it's like really just an excuse for her and I to go hang out, mm-hmm. you know. So we walked through this little rinky-dink mall in Moscow, Idaho, and I found a hat that looked kind of cool. I liked it, so got got a new got a new lid. Nice new lid. Does look good. Yeah, thanks. It's it's a uh, it, you know, and it's it's a it's a state, the shape of the state of Idaho, little mm-hmm. symbol with roots coming out the bottom. So it's like it's where I'm from. It's like I haven't forgotten where I'm from, you know. For those people on on Facebook that asked me if I forgot where I was from because because I don't lean the same direction you do, <laughs> it's like I haven't forgotten. Um, no man, it was like uh, um, I really when I was growing up, and I left when I was 19. Yeah, you know, so like everybody was was way younger. And, and like, a lot of my family, we were all still just trying to figure our shit out. And we were, some of us, like, didn't have kids. Some were just having kids. And, you know, it didn't seem like uh, like that big of a deal. It's like, yeah, we're fucking moving. Doing my thing. You do your thing, I'll do mine, whatever. And then every trip I made back since, it was always like, um, we didn't have the, the, the same time to sit down and connect and 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 feel like a family again as much just because it was always so short. And uh, um, as we've all matured, my family and I, we, uh, I was able to just, it was only like I got to hang out with my family in, in Idaho for one night. And my aunts and my cousins and um, my dad was there. And like all my cousins' kids are teenagers. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just like a different feeling, you know, when we sat down and we went over like, stuff from when we were kids and we all laughed so hard and it was like it's kind of like you know when you're in your 30s your life is super busy and you're always going and like your kids are small and it just feels like a fucking rat race it when i was in my 30s 
And now that I'm in my 40s, like, it's a whole new version of life that I really love. Because I'm just that much more mature. I'm that much more settled. That much more, like, I know myself that much better. And all my family, they know themselves that much better. And so we can all come from a place of knowing ourselves really well. So there's no, like, extra bullshit Mm. when we get together. You know, used to be we'd get together and there was always, like, somebody's pissed at somebody for doing something stupid and they're not talking to somebody and there's drama and, and just bullshit. And... And it was like all the bullshit was washed away, even if it was just for a minute because I was there hanging out with them. I don't, I don't know, but uh, um, it was really beautiful. Nice, it really was. Um, I uh, man, I just i I really love my forties. I love I love the way I can connect with people more now in my forties than I ever could before, and it's just part of knowing myself better, I guess. Yeah, but coming back to my family and sharing this this version of me. You know, like my my aunts, what we were talking about, and I, I, my aunt Jody, my aunt Linda. Um, I told my aunt Jody, I'm like, I was so af- afraid of you when I was a kid. She's like, <laughs> she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I thought you were gonna kill me. She's, like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't. You were scary. Both of you fucking were just scary as shit when I was a kid. <laughs> and you're like, that's because you were an asshole. I'm like, I was not an asshole. And they're like, no, you were. They looked at each other like, oh, you were a fucking asshole. I'm like, no way. And they're like, yeah, you were so shitty, like so annoying. And I was like can't be possible <laughs> it's like but by the look on their faces they were like a hundred percent positive wow okay. yeah that i was just this annoying little shit you know and I'm, i look back when i was a kid i'm like i don't remember being an annoying little shit i just remember like feeling so out of place you know because like they they were different than me because they're because everyone was nice there and you weren't <laughs> no not like that just no, come on now maybe no, I don't, I, yeah, I just, I don't even, well, still so the, you know, for me, when my memory, when I look back at my kid, the clarity, mm, not yeah, a lot of, for sure, right? You know, there's not a lot of detail other than a few specific things. There's very little detail, you know, so like what my attitude was is negligible to my brain. Sure. Like, eh, I don't, I can't tell you what my attitude was. I can barely tell you what my attitude was in the sixth grade, let alone when I was like six or seven years old. So, they just, I just remember when I was a kid, I moved to, from, from Washington, I was living in Washington with my dad, I moved to Idaho in the fourth grade, and, uh, um, and I had this whole family that I really didn't know, um, and I had, like, so little in common with, like, just, like, the kind of people we were, they were raised way differently than I was. And, like, just my my person, if that makes sense, like, who I am as a human, like, I was just way more sensitive than they were. Sure, yeah. and, and, like, you know, like, they would, for fun, they would, like, you know, like, rip on each other all the time and <clears throat> give each other a hard time. And, like, on birthdays, you know, every time you had a birthday, it was, like, sheer fucking terror because somebody, a ginormous uncle, would grab you and throw you over their knee and they would spank your ass for however many years old you were, but every single person in the family got that many hits. Oh, damn. You know, so if there's like 15 people and you're 10 years old, that's 150 spankings you got. Yeah. And you didn't get up till them fuckers were done and your ass was sore. Like, some people were like, you know, a little pat, 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 you know, and then some people were like, bam, fucking peel you one. And it's just like, 
and they laugh. It was just like, so maybe I was an asshole because I hated them all because yeah, they spanked me for my birthday. But it was like going into that family, I showed up and all of a sudden it was like, you're one of us. So just fucking get over here. That's the way, this is how we roll. Yeah. And, and I was like, that. I was like, what the fuck is this? It was not my way, you know? I can look back on it and understand that's how they were raised. And it was like, that's how they showed their love for family is they fuck with you. You know, and I can see them now as adults, and I love them all very much, you know, and I can look back at the memories we had and have some really amazing deep laughs and joy for having them in my life. But at the time, um, it was frightening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had this one uncle, he, he was a massive man, <laughs> and he would do this thing called grossing on you. <laughs> and... He would pin you down, sit on you, fold your hands behind your head, and he would slobber on your face. Okay. <laughs> and it was like, he's like, oh, he's going to gross on you. I'm like, no, don't do it. And he's like, bam, and get you down. And he blah, 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 blah. And it's like, <laughs> it was awful, you know? It sounds a little <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> it was fucking awful, you know? But it's like, that's just, that was them, you know? And it's like, that was their way, and... And it's like, I don't gross on my kids. Yeah. You know, it's like, but at the same time, I got to believe that somehow, some way I was shaped by my experiences with that family. And that's what made me now. And, and I'm pretty happy with who I am now. <laughs> and and maybe just for the sheer reason of I know what not to do. Yeah. You know, but it's like. Uh, <laughs> what not to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's the same reason I never picked up a cigarette. That, you know, a lot of my family back then, they all smoked. And they smoked, like, fucking chimneys. And it's like, I remember um, I walking into my grandmother's house, and there's this big living room with a big table, and they'd always sit around and play Pinochle at night. And they'd all have a beer and a cigarette in their hand. And I'd walk in the room, and, and there would be, like, a, a two- to three-foot cloud of cigarette smoke hanging at the ceiling. Yeah. You know? And it was just like... It, and it, I didn't even think about it. It was so normal. It was just so standard. You walk in, and the whole fucking house was just like a cloud of cigarette smoke around the ceiling, and everybody walk around smoking a cigarette. And it was like, but then when uh, when my um, grandparents got older and they went to move, they had stopped smoking, and we had to clean out the house. The walls were fucking yellow. Yeah. And it was, wasn't paint, man. It was like the... Uh, they were like drips, Ugh. drip marks. It was fucking gross. It was horrible, you know, but it was so standard back then. Right. You know, and, but that taught me in a big hurry, I'm never going to pick up a cigarette because I could hear it in their voice and they smelled so bad. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like, I didn't want that, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I guess I can just be grateful to understand like some of the habits that they had. I knew I didn't want to sure. be mine. Sure. You know, and like to their credit, like a lot of them have actually quit smoking. All but a couple of them, I think, have, uh, don't smoke at all anymore. But I mean, it's, uh, you know, with the information we have now yeah. about smoking and cancer and all that shit. It's yeah. Like, you know, people should stop smoking. They know, you know. They do. Yeah. Is, is smoking a pipe or a cigar as bad as it is cigarette? It can't be, right? I don't think it is. I think uh, cigars. Generally, you don't inhale. I don't think you inhale pipe either. Yeah, I think it's 
yes you that's correct or yes you do inhale cigar I don't know you a, pipe, don't, a pipe. I don't. I don't know about pipes. I've never smoked a pipe before, but I would think it'd be very similar to a cigar. Yeah, to just a in cigar. a pipe form. Yeah, yeah. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't see anybody smoking a pipe and then blowing it out their nose. No, you know. And so it's like usually if I see someone blowing it out their nose, that's telling me that it's going all the way down in the mm-hmm. lungs and then back out. Where a cigar, it's like in your mouth. Yep. And then you blow it back out. That's what I do. Yeah. You that, know. Yeah, it's just the mouth feel, and then you're done. Yeah. So. But, you know, they switched to, everybody switched to vaping. Which some studies are coming out, I think, saying that's not great either. Well, when vaping first started, there were so many studies that said it was horrible. And, and then I, I honestly wondered, like, how many of those were actually put on by big tobacco. Oh, sure. You know, to try to, you know, get, get people to continue to smoke and say vaping's worse than smoking. But then there was that, like, bootleg THC things that they were having where these people were getting all these lung diseases. Mm-hmm. But again, how real were the stories? I didn't meet anybody that had that lung shit. Yeah, I don't know. You know, but everybody I met's like, you're going to fucking die. You know, tell them because it's a story you told me on in, on the internets. <laughs> I can fucking go to the sun. Yeah, to Google. Yeah, it was just fucking <laughs> fuel to the sun. So <laughs> I went back on that because I I was like, I know I fucking heard that shit. And I and I I looked and looked for that article and I couldn't find it because <laughs> it didn't exist. It fucking existed. I didn't pull it out of my ass. But what I what I have deciphered down, what I broke it down to was this. I did look up. It's twenty seven gallons of fuel for one cremation. Okay. So I think it was the amount of cremations in a year's time. The fuel it takes for the cremations over one year in the world is enough fuel to get you to the sun and back 1.5 times. Okay. So one year. That's fair. So, and, and it's like, yeah, that seems legit. I think that's more legit. I think it was, I think it was one year, you know, because it's like 27 gallons per person. And if however many people get cremated a year, cremation is getting more and more popular. It is. And I think it's getting more and more accepted. When my grandpa died, he was cremated and I was so shocked by that. Because he was a strong Catholic. Like, he mm. went to church after my wedding, which was held in a Catholic church. Wow. Um, okay. And so I was curious if, like, the Catholic church switched their mindset. I think it's a space thing. I with, think it's a space thing, too. Cemeteries. Fuck, yeah. I mean, you think about the, the concrete. Yeah. And then the coffin. And then, you know, the it's just, it is. It's like people run out of room. Yeah. They've got a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot, they've got a lot. There's a few places out there where you can do these natural burials where they put you in a yeah, pine box, about that you once. know? And, uh, but still, the idea behind it is that that space, you purchase that space. Mm-hmm. So when you, people, your family can go back and look at and sit with you-ish where you were put in the ground, it's like, it's still the same size space. Right. So you're still running out of space, you know, and it's like, I'm not saying, I don't know, that people should dig a big hole and throw everybody in it, you know, but it's not for a mass grave site. No, but at the same time, it's like, like, what's the point? You know, what's the point of putting a concrete box and then a wood box or not even wood or whatever it's made of? It's like it's some wood, but steel and Mm -hmm. everything else. 
Yeah. So I I understand cremation it makes more sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. I still I still want to go out like the Vikings did. I'll shoot the arrow. Fucking a man, I don't care. Missed twenty times. It should be like <laughs> I want I want all my new Cincinnati Bengal fans friends on the on the fucking shores. Yeah, you could have like a like that scene from Three Hundred where it blots out the sun. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking flaming arrows. It's like somebody's got to hit it. You know, like you don't even have to practice because there's going to be so many somebody's fucking arrows. Gonna somebody's going to hit it. You know, and it's like it's just just to let it on fire. So whatever it takes, just burn me. I, yeah, but eventually your the boat will burn and you'll fall into the water and then you're like a half burnt. You're like a meal for all the animals now. Great. You're food. fucking pre cooked. Fish food, baby. Yeah. Oh man. Medium rare fish. Talk food. about pre cooked. Uh oh. Uh my sister, while you were gone, and her husband had a fire. Nice. No. What? Like a building. Oh shit. Fire. And they had chickens next to that building. Oh, no. So I think two of the chickens got pre-cooked. Oh, my God. Really? So they, they live out uh, kind of by Spring Green. We pass it when we go to yeah. the cabin. And that big shed he had next to his house, which is like 60 by 25 or something, fully engulfed. They Fuck. lost They lost it. And uh, that shed was only 15 feet from their house. Their garage side, so their garage like melted, all, right? All the siding melted on the two sides and on the inside of the the garage door, yeah, melted. The firefighters saved the house, though. But yeah, it was a pretty traumatic for them. No shit. So I was up there yesterday. We were doing the cleanup on it. So how how much did they lose in the shed? They had like a Every, tractors and shit in there. He had a tractor. He had th- two or three demo cars because he he ran demos. Okay. He had a big fucking car lift he oh had, really had all his tools he, they lost a lot yeah so did the, like steel wrenches and shit are those salvageable no i don't think so i think it because it gets so hot that they lose their temper oh or they maybe okay. they maybe you know morph slightly so they they're, they're not true yeah they warp slightly so they're not true huh so everything everything was a total loss fuck Dude, but the, so here's my issue with this. This went up on Baraboo Scanner. Someone mm-hmm. took a picture of it. Okay. The The workshop slash shed went up in less than a minute, like fully. It just, it was so dry in Did there. Did they say what the cause was? Well, he, uh, my sister's husband was working in there. Okay. So I'm assuming. He was grinding, grinding or something. Grinding or something, and it caught something, and the whole thing went up. He tried to pull something out and he went back in but so all of this happened within you know let's just say two minutes so he ran in they called 911 he had to drive my sister their newborn child and the dog out because the smoke was already so heavy they couldn't even see through their driveway but there's people on the road taking pictures and stopping and watching this thing burn while he's frantically trying to get his wife, dog, and child out, mm-hmm. run, ran back in to get his truck out, they said only one person asked if they could help or if they needed help. So if you see a young family mm-hmm. running away from their house, which is essentially on fire, and you're just sitting there watching, taking pictures, I got an issue with that. Yeah, well... It, it- what is that? Is that just it's it's lack of community, lack of of understanding that that like 
we're we're the same like people what i mean how do you define that i mean because it's like yeah who the fuck stops to take pictures i mean i get like so if i was driving down the road and this is a huge this is massive fire this is a this is a like i said 60 by 20 shed essentially fully engulfed yeah so i'm pu- i'm putting myself in the position of 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 someone driving down the road. So I'm driving down the road and and I see this fucking huge fire. No from, fire trucks at this point. Yeah, no fire trucks. And it's like how I'm sure you could see the smoke from away. Yep. Is it during the day? No. No, it's in the night. Yep. Ooh, even fucking scarier. It's like five or five thirty or something. Yeah, six. so it's getting getting dark. Yep. So you see it, you're driving down the road. Now are you a looky loo? Am I a looky loo that saw it from a long ways away and got curious to see what's going on, or am I just someone driving down the road? But I'm driving down the road I see the the blaze coming up, and if I see yeah, if I see people, yeah, ar- around the blaze, then I'm like, okay, what what needs to be done here? What can I do to help? You know, um, but if I don't see people, I'll be I'll, I'd probably just sit there and watch from the road and be like, holy fuck, this is horrible. I might call somebody, call nine one one, something like that. Um, but if I don't see people, I'm probably not going in. Mm-hmm. You know, because if the smoke is that thick, that's valid, you know. But if I see people, as soon yeah, as soon as I saw that there's people there, I'm 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 going in to say what what do you need? Can I help? Yeah, you know for sure. But um, it's uh, uh I don't know. I I gotta I gotta admit, I'm not sure that uh, if I don't if if I don't see anybody, that's valid. If I don't see someone, I'm not running in either. You're right. Yeah, but I'm also not gonna sit there and take pictures no the the whole picture taking thing is it's a little we're just so fucking disconnected yeah you know we're disconnected with this what's right in front of our face and our reality and and it's just like it's just weird fucking i don't know if i want to call it illness or something but i think it kind of goes back to this conversation we had last week or two weeks ago where how ignorant we are without the internet Mm -hmm. you know it's like every time we see something interesting we have to like pull out our phone you know, as opposed to experiencing it. And it and it deadens the experience when we're watching it through a lens. Because we could just soon be taking a shit on our toilet watching the, somebody's yeah. house burn. Well, yeah. I mean, you're just, you're documenting for no one's sake someone else's trauma. Well, your own. Those you, people want to be somebody that gets to post this picture true. so they can get the hit. Yeah. You know? It's like, I was there. I saw it. And it's like, well, did you or are you watching through your phone? You didn't, yeah. you know, you, you didn't experience it. You saw it. Did you do anything? Right. When you saw three vehicles suddenly trying to get driven out of there and people running? Yeah, no. So that's, there's this fucking wall between between humanity and reality. And it's the and, and it's a really two and a half inches by five inch screen. Yeah. You know, it's fucking sad. I'm sorry your family had to go through that. Fucking sucks. And yeah. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, it's just, you know, they, we've talked about that and heard it so many times. Like, at what point do, do great civilizations collapse? And it's like when we lose touch with, with our humanity, you know, it's like when, when all of a sudden, like, we're, we, we don't have a connection with the people around us anymore. Yeah. You know, because, it took all of us to get here, you know, but now we're all like whatever degrees of separation because of these digital devices that separate us. And it's, uh, 
It's fucking sad, man. It is. It's sad. Yeah. I guess my plea would be, I don't need you to be a superhero, but just don't be, just don't sit there and fucking record someone else's issues. Well, you, yeah, you're documenting someone else's pain. Yeah. You know, if you're not going to help and you're just going to watch, then don't stop on the main fucking road. Go pull over on the side road and watch. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking douchebags. So, so like the chickens, they got, so they had like, they had 11 or 12 chickens. Actually, some of the EMS saved some of the chickens. <laughs> That's awesome. Save the fucking chickens. Good um, for them, man. Uh, they know they lost two, which were fried chicken at this point. Were they, they were cooked, huh? They were cooked. Well, one the temperature. One, uh, yeah. was frigid at that night. It was really cold. Oh, my God. Um, they couldn't find. They found two the next day when they went back, like, in a cornfield. And they took them to the neighbors who had other chickens. And my mom was like, yeah, they were like burnt down their back. Oh, my God. Those are the two you were talking about? No, those oh. those ones. The, like two like died. Two died, died. Yeah. They, they got cooked. Yeah. Were they in like a, a little chicken house? Yeah. And it was like it was butted up to the side of the shed underneath this Underneath the, the lean-to awning yeah. thing? And then, but what I'm assuming it's nighttime that it was probably closed. Or was it not yeah, closed? no. It so how'd they get out? I'm assuming. Through a, a hole of fire? That or someone just opened it up and said, hopefully you get the fuck out. I don't know. Oh, my God. There's some details I don't know. All I know is the one person that actually offered to help almost got run over. <laughs> so my sister's husband was, he ran back in two or three times yeah. after he got my sister out. And uh, one of the times he grabbed his truck and the whole driveway is just smoke. Yeah. And he was rearing out of there, and someone was in the driveway like... Holy shit. Yeah. So I guess maybe don't help in that sense. Well, ask. Yeah. Just but, well, ask. And he asked. And no, so and he, that's what I'm he saying. Got he got out of the way, and he asked. And he's like, yeah. Thank God sure. he didn't get run over. Yeah. Poof. I'm sure, knowing my sister's husband, he was coming out of that driveway hot. Well, fuck yeah. You're trying to save your so, truck, and your house is on fire, and you see nothing but smoke yeah. and everything And the else. wind... So the house is only 15 feet away. The wind was going right towards the house. Wow. I think they had like four fire departments have to come to help. The first fire department only focused on the house to make sure the house didn't burn down. 15 feet is close. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking close. So there's a house I used to live in up on College Ave that they did a controlled burn on for the fire department. And there was a couple of trees. And uh, there was a maple tree that was probably a good 50 feet away from the house Mm. when they burned it. And that fucker died. It was just like just the heat. So when um, we went and watched the controlled burn, and <clears throat> there was uh, a massive Norway pine, this maple tree, and then another small tree. And they have one hose of water just on the Norway pine, mm. just so the, that one didn't burn. Because if that had burned and it fell across the street and then burned down the neighbor's house, that'd be bad. Yeah. But it's just like the, the amount of concentration of heat, you couldn't be anywhere near it. You know, and you think about these guys that are firefighters in their fucking gear, and they run into that heat. How hot does it get? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fucking. Where the fuck is Bill? How hot does it actually get? How hot, hot is a house <laughs> fire? So hot. How hot is a house fire? Uh, in only three and a half minutes, the heat from a house fire can reach over 1,100 degrees mm. Fahrenheit. About 80% of all civilian deaths in f- from fire occur 
in the home. In rooms that are not even on fire, the temperature can reach over 300 degrees. This is hot enough to melt plastic and kill the people in the rooms. Damn. So, 300 degrees. It's like, you know, we go to the sauna, go to the steam room. Yeah. That gets to be like, at its hottest, I think it's like 118. Okay. And it feels fucking hot. And it is hot in there. Like I was in there the other day and I stood up. I'm like, holy shit, it's hot up here. It stings. Yeah. It stings your skin. Now, that's wet hot. It's different than dry heat because okay. there's, like, dry heat saunas, they'll run them up to, like, 130. Okay. But 130 in the dry heat sauna is, like, suffocating. It's fucking hard to be in. So, nearly triple. So, why do people go in saunas then? <laughs> I think for short periods of time, it's good for your health. Like, okay. it's it, it adds a, like, a, the stress on your body releases a, a chemical reaction. In, so, does it have to be that hot? I think. I mean, I get with steam room, you got to create steam, right? Yeah, but I think with um, uh, with saunas, it's like you. I, I maybe for some people, it's just like I want to see how long, how how high of a threshold I can get. Mm. You know, it's like I guess the maybe the idea behind it is that if I um keep up in the threshold, you know, I'm creating a higher tolerance for my body, and my body gets stronger. Huh. You know, it's like, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, maybe. How long do you spend in the steamer when you go? Um, I usually go, I'll, I'll go like 10 to ten to 12 minutes. Okay. And then I take a cold shower. And then you jump in the and shower. And then I go back and I do another 10 to 12 minutes to okay. the point where I'll do that three times usually if I have time. Um, I mean, but it's hard to do it every time I go like that because yeah. it adds like an extra 40 minutes right. to my, you know, to my, my workout. But, um. The uh, uh, I stay in there till it gets to the point where, yeah, my ears start to burn. Mm. You know, like I feel like stinging on my face and my ears because I'm six foot four, you yeah, know, I'm up in the stratosphere up there at the top of the room. Um, so it was, uh, uh, it gets to that point where it's like, okay, yeah, it's getting fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> so then I go hit the cold shower. I think, though, if I was just sitting on the bench... I could probably be in there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I've ever, been I've been doing 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. You ever done a sweat, sweat lodge? No. So we did a sweat lodge in uh, the Mankind New Warrior Weekend. We did. Um, and it's fucking stifling hot in there. Super hot. Not only do you have like 30 people in there, you have this um, massive pile of hot rocks right in the middle mm -hmm. and and it's like you're covered in like i don't know it's it's all canvas over the top and there's probably three layers of it in there okay. at least so it's holding everything in and it's all draped all the way to the ground so it's a seal all the way around and then the door flap is really heavy and it seals nothing's getting out of there so imagine sitting in a room with 30 people just the body heat alone and then throwing these rocks that have been on fire in, in a burning fire, a massive burning fire for like 10 hours, you know? So they're just, they're, they're red. Yeah. Pure red. And you, you put them in on a pitchfork and you put them in the center of this ring and the heat just fucking emanates. And so you, um, you know, you do what they call a door. So you, it's one cycle and then they open the door and they bring in another rock and, at that point, 
if you so choose, if you're too uncomfortable, you can leave. And uh, I never left. And I'd say by the time we were done, there were probably six of us left in there. Um, but it was like super intense. I, it was amazing. I'd, I'd, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. But, it, but like the intensity of the heat over that period of time, you really got to just fucking shut everything mm-hmm. off. You know, you can't think about it. You can't think about what it feels like on your body. You can't think about anything other than just like breathe and breathe. Is there anything to breathe? Is there oxygen in this Very thing? little. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to do. But when when I came out of the last door when when it was when we were done, you open up the door and you come out. And it's it was it was I want to say it was fall. So it was brisk, mm-hmm. you know. It wasn't quite freezing out, but it was close. Um and uh and it was um you take that deep breath of fresh air i took the deep breath of fresh air and uh it was like i don't know i'm it's i'm not gonna say it's quite like like coming out of a womb because i don't know what that (laughs) felt like but it was like it was like a whole fucking brand new me my whole body just fucking tingled (laughs) and my mind was in a in a state of clarity that was like holy fuck it was amazing it was absolutely altering without any altering substances other than heat other than heat and lack of oxygen yeah heat and lack of oxygen do that yeah i guess all i gotta do is sit next to a space heater and, <laughs> and you know try to cut off a little bit of oxygen and that'll fucking you'll be good then be then good. just walk outside and you're a Solid. new person yep just brand fucking new <laughs> just walk out the back door all nudie Oh yeah, as a nude. I assumed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um. It's amazing how what what I wouldn't do like on a regular day to day basis when you when I step into that situation where it's just like oh fuck yeah I don't care you know yeah it's like but normally it's like you want to go get naked with thirty dudes it's like no no I'm, <laughs> I don't I'm solid you know I don't even like going in the sauna if there's naked dudes in there because it's like. Well, that was my thing with that steam room initially. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do I do in here? Yeah. You know, but that was, it's a little different though. I mean, I guess like if it was super clean and, a, and it was a dry sauna, I probably wouldn't mind it that much. Yeah. You know, but it's just like, I don't know, with a, with a wet sauna, it just seems like there's just matter. Yeah. Everywhere. Like I even sit on a towel usually. Yeah. Well, I got my shorts on, so yeah. I don't, I, but it's like, I just think about my feet. Yeah. You know, it's like. How often do they clean this thing? Yeah, that's you know? true. Do they, do they spray it down? It's like, how much funk is on this floor? You that's know, it's true. like you're standing in like 150 people sweat <laughs> and like matter. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah, we don't need to think about it. We'll just enjoy the experience. Well, that's why I take a shower. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of dudes that go to the gym that don't shower after they get done with the gym. They just throw the clothes on and leave. And it's just like, I can't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I, if I, if my gym didn't have a shower, then I would have to, but I'm, grateful that the gym has a shower <laughs> i am i don't want to i don't want to walk away in all my all my matter all your things <laughs> my, my things your things my things yeah 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 i found a new whiskey friend who also knows whiskey you found a new whiskey friend tell me about your whiskey friend he's a guy who uh i don't know what you'd call him he's not a colleague but he holds the same position i do at a different organization okay and uh, 
So we always bounce shit off of each other. And um, we were just talking one night, and we were texting back and forth. Like, oh, what are your plans for the weekend? And at the time, I was microdosing. Nice. Because I was anticipating our whiskey night. I know. We need to schedule that. And uh, he goes, wait, you you drink whiskey? I'm like, I'm trying. And he sent me this picture of his collection. And he goes, try this one and this one. And this one. I'm like, clearly you know what you're doing here. He goes, bro, you're coming over. at some, Next time you're in Milwaukee, because he's down by Milwaukee. He goes, you're coming over. We're doing this. And then he sent me a video of his dad's place. And his dad has been a collector for a number of years, and he, it's literally a 360 video of his dad's room. It's just shelves and shelves and shelves of all these different whiskeys and bourbons. Wow. He goes, you can take your pick. Anything that you can find is here, and you just got to try it. I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. So, so, so dude, I got to introduce you to my bro, Ike. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> all right, I'm finding a couple people who are into this. We're all going to get together. Oh, man. Yeah. And I'm halfway done with my bottle. Nice. So, what okay. Now, what is it again? It's the, the Woodford the Reserve. Woodford Reserve? Yeah, just the regular, not the... Not the Double Oak. Not the Double Oak. That'll be the next bottle, maybe. Double Oak is really nice. It's a... Yeah, it's another price point for sure, but it's really nice. Yeah. Wow. So... So, so you've got a... a thing. you got a... Well, it is a thing, man. You're, for me. You're in your 30s now. <laughs> Got to dive into the the different realms so, of. We're talking D and D, okay, and now I'm talking whiskey. I can see whisk. I could see the whiskey thing being a thing. Like I'd always wanted to be the guy who could sip on a whiskey and like. There's just a thing yeah, there, right? There is. It's an energy. Now we go back to D and D. I never would have thought I would have played Dungeons and Dragons, let alone watched other people play Dungeons and Dragons or listened to a podcast of people playing Dungeons and Dragons. But I do that regularly now too. Yeah, well, see, you know, I think that uh, you we evolve, we find appreci- <laughs> appreciation and and things that are like have a little more depth. Yeah, like D and D for me when I was a kid was always something the nerds did. Yeah, it's like I don't know if I can do D and D, but D and D. Now I look at it, it's like there's so much nuance and depth to the game. It's like I'm still not into it just because I don't have the time. Yeah, you know, it's just that, that thing, but. It's uh, I can appreciate what it is, you know, and it's just like, like whiskey. I can appreciate the time and the and the artisanship that goes into creating this bottle of whiskey, you know, and I can appreciate the taste of it, mm-hmm. you know, and I can appreciate that it, that it when I have a glass of whiskey, I have to sit down, I have to slow down, yeah, you know, it forces me to to step back away from all the bullshit. And focus on this one thing. And it's kind of nice. Yeah. You know? Oh, also for whiskey, I made some badass ice. You made some badass... Is it the super clear stuff? Yeah. Of course you fucking did. How'd you do it? I put it in a fucking cooler without a lid and I stuck it outside. That's all I did. And then when I came in, I hit it with a fucking hammer so it broke and it's all jagged and shit. So now I got really clear jaggedy ice. It's fucking awesome. So you poured water into a cooler. So you, you fill your cooler up with water. Yeah. And but then and you let it freeze. So you'd put it in a freezer, but it was like one degrees outside. So mm-hmm. I just stuck it outside. And then because it freezes directionally, because the cooler's insulated on all the sides but the top, mm-hmm. it forces all the air down. And then I you pull it before like the whole thing freezes. So then you basically just get this chunk of clear ice and then there's still water underneath. 
It worked perfectly. Exactly like the YouTube video said it would. <laughs> okay, so how do you how do you create how do uh, bartenders create clear ice for whiskey when they use those spheres and shit like that? Uh, Can you I, do that in a freezer? Is it distilled water? Like how does that? I, work? I don't know how that works. You know because but I've seen that where they, it's like a a big f- sphere press and like you put ice like a block of ice there and then just slowly melts down into the ball. Oh. So then they 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 do the other the directional freezing technique, and yet and then they take that ice and, and they then shape they make it. it a ball. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure there's other ways. Like, cause I have the silicone mold to make balls, mm-hmm. but I can't get it to be clear. It's super cloudy. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I, and not that I care really, no. other than it looks cool. It does look cool. Yeah. But I feel really cool with this like hammered method because the ice is like there's no two chunks of ice that are the same. It's like it's snowflake ice. Fucking it is, liberal. Man. It's liberal ice. No, bro, it's not snow. <laughs> it's like it's all jaggedy and like. I know. No two pieces awesome. are the same. Everybody's a snowflake. It's like this is a fucking rock. Ugh. <laughs> no, that's it's that's it sounds awesome. It's a. Uh, uh, it's unnecessary. What but I, it's awesome. What I love about you, what I really really love about you, is like. The depth that you dive into, like your coffee and and making whiskey ice, it's like I I have a high appreciation for that about you because I I don't ever go that deep mm. of a dive, you know I like I I love whiskey I like drinking whiskey I like trying a lot of different kinds of whiskey and if someone else offered me a clear piece of ice I'd be like fuck yes <laughs> give me that clear ice it's like when someone said do you make clear ice I'm like fuck no I don't make clear ice it's like I don't I don't dive that deep. But I appreciate that about you. Oh, That's thanks, awesome, man. man. That's very cool. I'm, uh, I'm glad you tried it and figured out how to do it. And and you know, and I'm, all I had had to do was watch a YouTube video, exactly. You know, but it's like, I don't know. Maybe someday, I'll do some cool shit like that. But yeah, it's not yeah. important. Yeah, well, I just it's a good story. Get to not drink with ice. Start drinking it without ice. Oh, so drink it some neat. There's a, so there, I think drinking whiskey neat in, in my mind and, and like some of the guys I, I drink whiskey, whiskey with is, uh, um, there's a, how much of it is like for show of yeah. like bravado and how much of it is, it's like really that's the way it's supposed to be done because so many whiskey reviews that I've seen even if it's just a couple of drops of water, they add it to the whiskey because it tends to make it more, it softens it and opens it and it, and it like softens the alcohol bite a little bit and you get more of the subtle flavors from mm-hmm. the whiskey than you would if you drink it neat because when you drink it, when I drink whiskey neat, oftentimes it's that little punch in the mouth of the alcohol forward flavor unless it's super fucking old whiskey. But then when it's super old, it loses, it loses alcohol. So it's, you know, um, yeah, I I will say though, like when I, when I drank that whiskey in, in, uh, Asheville, I drank it neat. Yeah. And part of it was just like, it was just so fucking expensive. I didn't want to add anything to it. Sure. You know, but, but it was old whiskey, you know, it was an 18 and I guess two twelves. Um, but they were low ABV. Hmm. 
the 18 I had was so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I need. Well, so if you, you find a bottle of it. Yeah. Someday. If you bought it, drink it however you're going to drink it. Just drink it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You haven't. You got to try that 21. It's a scotch, but you got to try it. I don't know, man. I've had one scotch and it was not my thing. But it it's not the smoky dirt scotch. All right. It's not smoky dirt. It's it's so fucking good, man. And it's and it's like Yeah, it's it's a it's a lower ABV cuz it's older. And and it is. It's like and I still put a couple drops of water in it, but the the creaminess like when you taste yeah, Those two words don't go together. What? Scotch and creamy. It's they do Cause it's like it's, but it's the creaminess. It's the way it feels in your mouth. Like, like when you drink a a, a young scotch or, or bourbon, it's like the viscousness of it is it's thin. Yeah, it's very thin, and so it's like. But when you drink an older scotch, there is there's like it's more viscous. Okay, and, and you and it like it's like soft. Yeah, I know what you're talking. You know, and um, it's really fucking pleasurable. It yeah. really is. Yeah. So it's it's you'll see. I'll I, right. I'll save a little bit for you. We'll see. Yeah, we'll save a little bit for you. I bought a bottle of Montana bourbon. Yeah, yeah. My we're my mom wanted to make a Tom and Jerry or whatever. What's that drink they they make in Christmas with the ice cream and the eggs and shit? Eggnog? No, not fucking eggnog. It's uh, it's not eggs. Are you talking grasshopper? No, I think it's called Tom and Jerry. Well, I don't know. I've only had eggnog and grasshoppers. No, it, I th- I'm gonna look it up. I'm pretty sure it's called a Tom and Jerry mix. Um, so Grasshopper has ice cream as well, but that's cream de mint. Yeah, creme de mint, cream de mint, creme de mint. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I pulled up the fucking the cartoon, the cartoon. Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Tom and Jerry yeah, so Tom and Jerry mix. Um, so uh, recipe, Tom and Jerry recipe. Pull hit the fucking button. Fat thumb, I guess. So, ingredients: twelve eggs, separated, uh, half teaspoon of salt, one pound butter. This is a big fucking batch. Um, three pounds confectioner's sugar, one teaspoon vanilla extract, one teaspoon ground nutmeg, one teaspoon ground cloves, and one teaspoon of allspice. You beat the egg whites and salt until foamy in a large glass and metal mixing bowl. Um, then you. Uh, Add the yolks, the vanilla, the butter. You stir it all up. And then, fun fact, you mix it with rum. Okay. And then, so it's like this hot, hot, um, it's a hot drink. And it's like water and rum. And then you put the mix on top of it and you stir it up. And so it's got this sweet kind of thick rum kind of mixy thing. So it's very different than eggnog. Yeah. Um. But so my mom wanted to make, she's got, she's diabetic. So she can like have one of these and it's a super big treat. And she's got to like fucking watch her insulin and shit afterwards. But she wanted to make one. So we went to the store and she got some rum. And uh, and it's like, oh, let's see if I can find a bourbon made in Montana that's any good. So I went Buffalo to, Trace? Is that Montana? No. Buffalo Trace is Kentucky. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. 99% sure. Guess when I see a giant buffalo, I think Montana. Uh, buffalo Trace Distillery is is yeah, it's Kentucky. Okay, 
Franklin County to Kentucky. Um, no, just every state's got micro distilleries now. Sure, you know, like boutique distilleries. Yeah, just like Driftless. Too. Yeah, just yeah. like Driftless. So what'd you find? I found I found this. It's it's like a. It was only three years old. I think okay. it has to be at least three years old to be considered bourbon. Um, that feels young, but okay. It's young. It is young. Um, there was a five-year-old one, but it was like, didn't it, you know, I don't know. Like, I guess I've had enough bourbon so I can look at a bottle and go, yeah, this is just some fucking shitty bourbon that someone's like, like, uh, made a flashy label for and a cool name, but it's probably not very good because it's only $22, mm-hmm. you know, and the three-year bourbon was like $48. And it was voted number one bourbon in in Montana, and it was like, no thanks. I had to mix it, mix yeah. it. Yeah, I mixed it with some like ginger beer, and just made a whiskey ginger out of it. <laughs> but it was like, not one I just wanted to sip. Just so the number one bourbon in Montana is not up to par. Well, it's not like the bourbons. Well. <laughs> And I'm kind of a fucking snob now, sure. honestly. To be honest, I'm I'm kind of a bourbon whiskey snob. Like I used to drink Maker's Mark. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure this is probably better than Maker's Mark to a degree, but it's like I only use Maker's Mark to mix with now. So oh, yeah. really? Maker's yeah. Mark isn't good? I always thought that was like a good bourbon. It is a good bourbon, but it's like I only mix with it because the other bourbons I have are, are way better. fucking yeah, better. You. you know, it's like that's my problem is context. It's like I've got really nice bourbons, and and then I've got Maker's Mark for making old fashions with. Okay, you know it's like where I could use the twelve ninety nine for the one point seven five on the bottom shelf to make old fashions with, but I think that would make me sick. Probably, yeah. I don't want to drink that. No, I drank, huh. I've drank that stuff in college. I don't need to drink it now. So where does Woodford Reserve Classic fall? Like just the regular stuff. This is a classic. I'd say it's probably around Maker's Mark. Okay. Yeah. Same price point about, isn't it like 30 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. It's like 24 or something. Yeah. Same price. It's probably close to Maker's Mark. The double oaked is like the next level up. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, that was like 45 or 50 or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's your, definitely your next level um, with the Woodford Reserve line. And it's, I mean, it's good. It's good bourbon. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You know, even how I say it, it's like, oh, it's good bourbon. But, you, yeah, know, yeah, you I'm, know, I'm not I, drinking it, it's but right. it's good. You know, you know if you're if, a peasant, if, then if, well, I mean, <laughs> fuck. If you want to, if you want to drink, you know, shit, then I guess it's all right to drink that. Yeah. You know? No, I just, I just sound like a dick. Huh. You are a dick. I know. I know. I don't mean to be a dick. My aunt's told me I'm a serious asshole, though. So <laughs> You've changed. I, I've evolved. Evolved? I, I have. I, I even, you know, know what not to say on national television. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Um, how's the old pee hold going? Well, I got a hole. I'm holding it right now. <laughs> How are you? It's been two hours. We haven't bricked. I know. I've been. I'm. I'm pretty decent. I'm, I'm not bad decent. either. Well, this is what happens to me though. Like, because our conversation has been so fucking good that it'll be like hit me in twenty minutes. Be like, I gotta go now. Yeah. Yeah. The door's in my way, and I'm gonna go through it if we don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, I'm. I'm solid. I like. I got a little. A little. All right. Little tickle of yep. pee, but nothing. Nothing serious. A little, little pee tickle. A little tickle in your pickle. <laughs> Yeah, I guess a little little tickle in the pickle. <laughs> Nobody's tickling the pickle. It's an internal tickle. <laughs> it's an internal pickle tickle is what it is. Yeah. That's the you just named our episode. <laughs> the internal pickle tickle. <laughs> <laughs> you had one of those recently and that did not sound like a pleasant internal pickle tickle. 
Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. We're not doing it again. No, I just wouldn't. I didn't even go back for the follow-up. No. I Serious? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm good. Like, we need you to come back and do another one. It's like, no, they didn't say do another one. He's just uh, like, hey, we want to debrief and talk through this. We just have a little console. I'm like, nah, I'm solid. <laughs> I'm good. You can email it to me. Yep. Yeah. I'm not coming back. No, my man, when my son was in the hospital and they, they put the catheter in. Oh, oh fucking A, man. I hurt so bad for just for him, and I he was he was in pain, and he was on morphine, mm. and and they gave him a catheter, and I was like, oh, you poor fucking guy, you poor guy, and and we we're playing video game poker, and I'm and 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 I'm, I'm like, let's just play some poker. I got an iPad out, yeah, and we're like talking about hands and cards and what's the next hand coming up and. You know, what do you think that guy's got? And I'm doing saying everything I possibly can to keep his mind off the yeah. fact that someone's about ready to give him a catheter. And it's like, I'm like, okay, so we got an ace and a king, and all of a sudden he just goes, like that. Yep. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yep. I, uh, what the hell was I just going to say? Mm, I lost it. I don't know. I forgot. Oh, never mind. Yeah. All right. That was exciting. Yeah, that was exciting. What? Well, so we we both did it. I don't feel so bad. Yeah. So, all right, man. Yeah. So you gonna you got you gotta go, or are we gonna keep talking here? I don't I'm, I'm curious about a couple other things. Oh, then yeah, then let's take I a mean, pee break. It, okay. I mean, do you do you gotta leave? No. Oh. Okay. Well, then we should probably keep talking because I got a couple things I'm curious about yet. Okay. I want to chat with you. Sounds good. Okay. We'll be right back. We'll be back. something i've been dreaming about and you know yeah, no, yeah. spending long nights in my changes. bedroom working up to this point where i could have this moment and then all of a sudden she's like you need to come with me and i'm like fuck no this can't be happening <laughs> i need like some some like ginormous lady like the grandma out of goonies yep. that's what i wanted i secretly was just like hoping it was just like that and then just and she was gorgeous in my mind anyway i don't remember her really but I just remember she was super gorgeous. She had red hair. She was like in her twenties, and I was like, "Oh, this is not happening. <laughs> this is not happening." So then she took me back to the room, and uh, I'm standing there, and and she's like, "Okay, so you can take your pants down." I'm like, ah! <laughs> like "Internally, I was fucking just bursting into flames. Like this is this is no way this is happening right now." And I'm like, "Okay, okay, this is fine." Okay, she's just like, don't get hard. <laughs> and it's just like, and she's like, the doctor will be in soon. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, the doctor will be in soon to, to you know. And like, I never wanted a man to touch my balls so bad at that moment <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I, was, I was so afraid. I was so afraid. It was it was like ju- junior Ike's high. F- sexy nurse moment went south. <laughs> oh, my God. It was, yeah, junior high football. Oh. First time I had the hernia check. The old cough, cough, and I was just like, I was like, nobody told me it was going to be some really hot nurse. And it's just like, you know, and I'm sure there were like, I, I there were probably kids that were like, yeah, confident or whatever. Yeah. That was not me. I was a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> Before before she has me take my pants off, she checked my blood pressure. It's like through the fucking roof. <laughs> She's like, wow, that's really high for someone your age. She's like, maybe we should check it again. And then she's like, hmm, this is interesting. I'll just take a little note of this for the doctor. I'm like, yeah, because I'm fucking losing my mind. It's like, oh, I just like, I just, you know, it's like, it's like uh, some one of those movies, you know, the like really raunchy movies where it's like the nurse goes to check and you're like, ah, uh, 
Oh, sorry about that. (laughs) 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 It's just like, I just did not want that to happen. I was so scared. It's afraid. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we're back. (laughs) Hi, everybody. What's up? All right. You got some things. Well, it's just so, I've been doing some reading. um, And we, a couple weeks ago, we touched base on this whole Canada truckers thing. Yeah. And, uh, um, and now they've taken over this fucking city, Ottawa, right? Have you looked at that? I think they're in I think it's way. Ottawa, yeah. Where <clears throat> they're, like, occupying the city. And, like, it's causing gridlock and all these fucking problems. And it's like, I feel like the narrative of the story has changed from you can't make us get a vaccine in order to do our job to, like, it's anti-vax, anti-mask, anti-mandate, anti-anything that has to do with the COVID restrictions at all. And that's the way the media is portraying it. But to me, it feels like um, it feels like they're spinning it that way to vilify the people that are standing up for their rights. Mm-hmm. And it really bothers me a lot. It bothers me a lot because... Because I'm not a mask or, or, or I'm not a um, vaccine mandate guy, and and the fact that they're they're mandating the vaccines for these truck drivers to go across the border when it's so unnecessary, and um, <clears throat> and so in order to and this is what I feel I don't know this fact but I feel like in order to make it to get to rally the country and the people around the government's point of view they're taking and they're and they're making these people all of them out to be crazy anti-vax anti-mask mm-hmm. anti everything when i'm sure there's a handful of them that are i'm i'm positive right. there's plenty of them that you know are probably getting in front of the cameras and they're the ones they want to talk to because they seem the craziest you know that they're going to be the voice of the movement. Yeah. They did a hundred interviews and this is the one they picked. Yeah. This is the most. And it, and it's, uh, um, it's like, and honestly, I, I haven't really paid much attention to the stores. I haven't really gone shopping much over the last couple of weeks to see if they've seen any differences of you. Um, yeah, I guess we went grocery shopping the other week and there wasn't some things that we, you know, that would normally be there. There's a certain, treat that the boys always eat that wasn't there the chicken was really non-existent on the shelves okay so maybe there's some some uh ripples of of yeah. uh of yeah and i don't know and it's hard to tell for us if it's it was timing of when we got to the store right it was late on a sunday or something like that mm-hmm. or if it was actually you know just short supply right well um i uh, i'm gonna do a little bit of recon and I'm just because just because I'm curious about how this is playing out to see if it's actually going to be um, the uh, there's got to be some repercussions. There's a lot of fucking think. trucks, man. There's a yeah. lot of trucks. One of the I thought so. I saw someone say like such a small percentage of the actual trucks on the road that it's not going to make a huge difference at all. But I don't know if that's them trying to just downplay it or. Right, is that is that them trying to downplay the movement? Because yeah. it's like we're already in a shipping distribution crisis. Yeah, you know, it's like it's get it's gotten better, but it's still pretty bad. Yeah, and so I don't know. I haven't followed it a lot. Like, 
I know they're in Ottawa right now, but I th- I don't know if like occupying Ottawa. If, I thought they just I don't know how they work. You know what I mean? I saw that one person brought a Confederate or a Nazi flag, and then everyone was calling them out. So the news is trying to be like, look, at they have these flags at this, but yeah, everyone's like. You can literally see the truckers like yelling at this person who's just trying to get a rise out of someone. Like it's just a single guy in a full ski mask, so you can't see any of his face. Yeah, walking through the crowd with this mask or with this flag. Like really? Yeah, we can see through that bullshit. Um, and then I just saw that GoFundMe froze all their funding. That was another thing I was going to talk about. What the fuck? That's gotta be that. That's that is such. I was hot. When I read that, it's it's so fucking stupid and wrong. It's like you you own a company that does GoFundMe's for every fucking cause known to man. Mm-hmm. You know, there's fucking people out there that want to get sex change operations, and people hold GoFundMe's, and you don't even know them. You don't know mm-hmm. their story. You don't know their family. Anything, and you're like, oh, I'll give them five bucks. So who the fuck cares? Let these truckers do what they do, and if they figured out a way to do it and still like put food on their family's table because they're standing up for what they believe in, and you're gonna take that money away. Yeah, the amount of times recently GoFundMe has frozen um, fundraisers for causes that aren't like, frankly, liberal. Yeah, really makes you think or question the platform. Yeah, like I can see, I can see not allowing or freezing. You know, like fucking. Let's have a Hail Hitler Day or something like that. Like, you know, obvious anti-Semitic or racist things. Yeah. But like, I don't think this is that. No, and that's the, and that's the thing. And 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 maybe maybe it's the media focusing on the guy with the Nazi flag mm-hmm. that it, it gets enough liberals. And I, you know, I've been saying this word a lot lately. And maybe it's because it's pissing me off because some of the left wing people are so far left. But it's like some of those uber liberal people, they watch CNN and they see the Nazi flag. And the first thing they do is they go to fucking Facebook and they hammer out to all their friends. Can be like, fucking Nazis are going to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. And so then everybody gets starts screaming and yelling. And then the talking heads to save face to show that they're part of the team. They're like, oh, yeah, this is terrible. We got to do something yeah. about this. So then, so then, gets all the way back to GoFundMe, and they get all the pressure from maybe people who regulate them, and they say, "Well, you know, yeah, you really ought to be doing something about this." Cause it's sure hate for your license to get revoked. Well, we were talking about Joe Rogan. Like the president came out and implored Spotify to take action against Joe Rogan. How dumb is that, dude? The president of the United States is is trying to censor. A, an opinion or a voice? Yeah. It might so, as well be fucking Donald Trump. Like, that's ridiculous. I know it's not they're the same. Yeah, it no, is. No, but what federal, a federal office or branch should not, you know, wish for or try and get people to censor other people? That's not your job. No, no. We it, have in a First Amendment. And it's not what he's saying is. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, fuck Jesus. That sounded bad. Fuck Jesus. Fuck Jesus. No, no, don't, don't fuck Jesus. Let's let, let's not do that. Those are two separate phrases. Yeah, I was saying. Very separate. Yeah. Jesus. Fuck. Maybe that's yeah, better. There go. Um, yeah. And to that point, I don't compare Biden to Trump, but this action he took to take his time to condemn 
a fucking podcast mm-hmm. radio host. Now, granted, he's a guy that has millions of views and listens, and he has a lot of influence over a lot of people. I understand that. But still, unless he is causing riots, if he is causing this great destruction of property and human life, then shut the fuck up because yeah. he's just exercising his First Amendment. And he's first literally th- asking questions who have a diff- of people who have a different opinion than yeah. you. That's it. Don't we want to know the people? We want to know who's out there? It's yeah. just like, you know, I remember when when Trump got elected and, and, and everybody was so, even and myself included, was blown away. And it's like, oh, it's so fucking bad. I thought that these people didn't exist anymore. And it's just like, well, that's so fucking ignorant. Don't you want to know who's in your country? Mm-hmm. You don't want them to just be fucking quiet in the corner until they fucking explode. And that's what we've done. We 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 took people with different differing ideas that didn't follow the status quo, and we just kind of shoved them off to the side, and they all live in rural Montana. You know, and it's just like, well, you know, we ought to know who we live with. We ought to know who our neighbors are, you know, and what they think. You know, because mm-hmm. they do vote and they do care about things that maybe are different than ours, but they still have value. You know, and yeah, so sorry, rant, but it's it's dumb. Yeah, just the attempt to shut down so many things recently that it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's uh and how much of it is just for optics. Yeah. How much of it is just because we don't want to be seen in a certain light. And it's like, well, guess what? There's a lot of different fucking people out there, and they're real, and they're here. So you might as well look at them. You know, pay attention, because we're all together. And if we're not, then we're fucked. So it's, yeah, so this whole thing with this, these truckers, I was glad they did it. I was glad they they took a stand and made some fucking noise, because they're standing up for their rights. You know, just like... Just like anybody else has a right to protest and do what they want to do, it's like they're standing up for the rights. Now, granted, they're probably the same fucking people that were really pissed off when when the Black Lives Matter movement was shutting down the freeway. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing the same thing with their trucks. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of whatever, you know, the... I was going to say the pot calling the kettle black, but I probably... I'm gonna, I said it anyway, but that's... It's hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy. That's the word. Yeah. It's hypocrisy. So... You know, there's a little self-reflection that should happen yeah. there. You know, but it's like whoopee. Yeah, it's the, and it's the it's the same thing. It's the the people like, oh, our lives are being ruined by this convoy, or they're shutting down right. our businesses. And it's like, but you were all for that. Like the prime minister of Canada was fucking marching with BML protesters, BLM. or yeah, BLM. <laughs> he was marching or kneeling with them. Yeah, in the streets doing the same thing and now he's condemning this for the, the same reasons yeah it's like come on you can't have it both ways yeah that's the problem that's the problem we need consistency yeah and then and it's but so to be fair if i'm going to put myself in in any person's shoes like we were talking about before in that spotlight all the time everybody's watching you. every every single move you make every word you say it's like you're never gonna win so you gotta have take a stand for who you are and and understand you're not gonna win all you're not going to make everybody happy. There's always going to be people that are going to fucking hate you for one from one side or the other that, because of what you believe in. For sure. But it's like it's like that friend in your group that's an asshole. He's there because he's an asshole and you know he's an asshole. It's like every single day you know he's going to say some dick thing, but that's because he you 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 know who he is so you can have some respect for the fact that he's an asshole. He might be your asshole, but he's still an asshole. <laughs> it's like I think that's like People exist that are 100% authentic, 
and there's there's honor in that. Even even if they're authentic in a way that's unappealing, mm-hmm. it's like there's still a, there's still a sense of like at least I know what I'm getting from this guy, you know, or this woman. It's like I know who you are. Even if I don't like you, at least I know who you are. And and I think that's one of the appeals that Trump had was that everybody knew who he was. You know, like they knew what he was going to say. Right. You know, it's like they knew what to expect from him. So he wasn't going to be some pull the carpet out from under your feet kind of guy who bitches at you one day because you don't believe in standing in solidarity in the middle of the street shutting down traffic for BLM. And then the next day bitching about people shutting down the street for another protest that's, right. you know, as valid as it's it's like it's a it's you're you're representing a minority of people who are standing up for their rights. Well, the problem with him also is he's Trudeau that he's literally is like, yeah, in the beginning, or I don't know if it was an election or what, but he goes, I don't believe in we have the right to mandate anyone get vaccine, blah, 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 and then you fucking turn around and implement it. See, and that's the thing. It's like, and just be true to your word and yeah. be consistent. Well, consistency is hard. Like Joe Rogan showed with the coronavirus, it's hard because things are fluid. Things change a lot, you know? So it's like eight months ago, you know, the scientists believe one thing. And then after more and more science was done, it's like, ah, actually it's not right. You know, it's like, I think that's what science is. is science is, is like being right until you're wrong. And, and so it's like, there is a level of like acceptance of the process, but do it in a respectable manner. Sure. You know, if he's, if he's like, oh, we're never going to mandate shit. And then, and then if he really feels like the mandates are valid, then come back with a really good fucking reason. Yeah. You know, don't just be like, well, this is the way it is. <clears throat> you Show know, me sorry. the actual data. Yeah. I want to know what's changed that much between then and now. Yeah. You know, other than it looks good or right. you want to get reelected yeah. or whatever. So anyway, it was, I just think it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting to see how our, how quickly things change in our, in our world and, and like how, how we react to it as a whole. And as these little pockets of like believers of different mindsets and, uh, and how we're going to get through it. You know, it's like for us right now in our little town of Baraboo, it's like life goes on, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, is that the way it's just going to be? Is like the, the thing happens and then something gets changed or doesn't and life goes on? Or <clears throat> does it actually ripple out and create like a, a certain level of like chaos? Because like when BLM came around and when that came out, um, so many cities rippled out and, and the fucking after effects of are still being felt today from two years ago. You know, how many cities of downtown still got boards on their fucking windows from all the root looting and rioting and fires and shit mm-hmm. like that. How many businesses don't exist anymore because of it? Or are we just such a fluid society now that, that it was just, it was a part of our history and a new business moved in and that's it. Well, even if you don't look at the riots, just look at the policies of the shutdowns and stuff and how many businesses closed because of that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. How do we, you know, how do we move forward from that in a way that where we can, we can like learn from, from, from the past and be like, okay, let's not do that again. You know, or are we just going to keep repeating the same bullshit? I don't think so. I forgot. Oh, what was her name? She was on a show. Barry Weiss. Was she like the editor of the New York Times or something like that for a while? She resigned. She was just on a thing and basically said, you know, our children are going to look back at what we did during this thing 
and just be appalled at how fucking I forgot the wording, the verbiage she used, but basically like we fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like the long term of effects of what we d- we did over the last two years, we fucked up. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how the way Biden pulled out of Afghanistan. He had a plan. Well, we had a plan for this too. Like, oh yeah, we're just gonna do it right. Couple weeks shut down, we're solid. <laughs> two weeks to slow the curve. <laughs> That's right. Flatten the curve, and two weeks we'll be back to normal. Before you know, it's not even fucking anything. Um, on a lighter note, yeah, not really lighter, but kind of just different, I guess. All right. The metaverse is under heat. Dude, it's on fire. I so. <laughs> I re-diversified my retirement portfolio mm, year ago. Did you invest in Facebook? Well, my advisor was like, well, this this mutual fund has a lot of techie stuff and, and like that things. And I was very specific. I was like, I don't think that's a long-term play. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think it's a trend and it's going to dip at some point. And so I did invest in I am on mutual funds across the boards, but some of the mutual funds definitely have tech things. And I went in last week and looked at my retirement like shouldn't have looked. Shouldn't have looked. Anything tech is it's volatile, man. And it's ever changing. It's not Yeah. Yeah. So it shouldn't have looked is right, because it always does change. But it's like I know all my shit's down. Yeah. Because like most almost all my short term stuff is tech. Yeah. You know, it's like, and, and it's, it's some crypto and all that stuff, but like, so Meta lost $280 billion in valuation overnight. Yeah. It's like the largest one day loss of any company ever, you know? And, uh, and it's all because the old Zuck is like, yeah, we're having some problems. It's all what it takes. Do you, what do you, what do you blame? Did he blame TikTok? The rise of TikTok? Is that what it was? I didn't. I, I didn't hear he that. Said, Is that yeah. what he said? Yeah. I didn't hear that. I'm not to look that up. We got to. We should have a guy in here doing that for yeah, us we right should. now. Um, yeah. So it was a. Uh, uh, so they had this massive follow, but but. So the metaverse, it's like, <laughs> it's funny. So when it when it first came out, did you see the ad? Have you seen the ad for it? No. There's an ad, and and it's like it's like. Uh, um, I didn't tell you about this. So there is this lady, right? And she's like, Oh, hi, welcome to the metaverse. You know, and do you ever watch the show The Good Place? No. Okay. So there's this woman in the good place. It's like she's the she's like the commentator. She's like the person that follows the group of people around the good place and explains to them all the good stuff about the good place. Anyway, it's a fun show. Um, but so she's like this uh uh the 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 host, the greeter for the ad. And she's like, welcome to the metaverse. You can do this, and you can play Frisbee, and you can talk. Oh, hey, Jan, how you doing? You know, and this, this other lady's like, oh, hey, how you doing, Susie? Nice to see you today. You know, just like you would walking down the street, walking your fucking dog, but you're not. You're in a fake world with no fucking legs walking down the street. Yeah. And and then it then it it goes, uh, it, uh, cut scenes, and then it shows her, the lady who's given the, the, the interview, the talk through the metaverse with a VR headset on in her living room with her little handhold controllers and she's standing in the living room and her husband is in the kitchen and he's making some breakfast or something and he looks over and he's like, oh, oh, oh you know, she's so cute with her little metaverse thing going on and he's cooking and he's got this like, like this weird 
fucking look on his face. And then it cuts back to her in the metaverse, and she's walking along, and she sees Jan. Oh, hey, Jan, how's it going? And Jan's like, oh, I'm doing great, you know, hanging out, you know. And then it cuts to Jan, and Jan is sitting at her kitchen table next to her husband, who is not on VR, and he's reading the paper, and Jan is right next to him with her VR headset and her fucking handhold things, swinging her arms around and shit, and he's just like, oh, that's my wife, you know, things are so great. And it's like, that would annoy the fuck out of me. Yeah. Don't be sitting at the kitchen table while I'm reading the paper talking to You want a Susie? realistic pr- You yeah. want a realistic ad? Wife's at the table and <laughs> Jim, the husband of Jan is in the bedroom banging the neighbor who's <laughs> I was just going to say he's in the garage fixing his car, but Jesus. hey, banging the neighbor whatever it is. Um but it was so weird. It was like they they tried to sell it as like this is going to be normal. That's see that's not normal. It's not. But but no wonder their fucking stock tanked. So, to be fair, if you look at every, not every, I would say 70% of teenage boys right now are plugged into their microphone and headset with their screen in front of them talking to each other like they're talking to each other walking down the street. Yes. But there's a game involved. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like you can, this is like when you're in it, you can climb mountains and you can, you can, you know, it's like playing Sims. Yeah. It's like multiplayer Sims is what it is. So, but the way they sell it is they make it seem so normal that it's going to be so normal and so part of your everyday life that you're going to sit at the kitchen table with your husband and, and, and talk bullshit to somebody in a whole different world, and your husband's going to be like, oh, yeah, it's totally fine. It's cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to sit next to my wife and have her, like, give a fuck about mm-hmm. what I'm doing. And then she goes on and she meets Fred. Hey, Fred. Uh, uh, you know, Fred's over there. He's a construction worker in the metaverse, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, he's fixing a house. It's like, you know that you can buy a house in the metaverse for $1,000, U.S. dollars? You can buy a house that doesn't fucking exist that you can have and you can go in and buy appliances for and you can decorate and all the shit so you can live in this house that you pay your fucking money that you went to work for. You can buy it. So and, that you can have a real house instead right, and of an apartment. And they're saying, get in now on the ground floor. So when you sell it, it'll go. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be an investment. It's like NFTs. You know, I got a 3,500-square-foot <laughs> ranch, split-level ranch, over on the east side for sale. It's only it's only thirty nine ninety five. you know? And it's just like, what? So that, that's a real thing. That's part of it. The other part is this. People are getting sexually assaulted in the metaverse. Really? Yeah. So, like, there are women that are that are bringing this to light that when they're in the metaverse male avatars would go up and grope their female avatar and like they would get really close so they could like whisper into the ear of the female avatar which makes it whisper into your Mm -hmm. headset and it's like so so then uh old zuckster it probably wasn't him but one of his people had to create it like a, a bubble around everybody and you could put up a safety bubble so no one could get very close to you. So you could choose to like, you could give someone a high five or a fist bump or something like that, but that's as close as you could get to people. And it's just like, yeah, what what the fuck? 
what the fuck? Like, what the really royal fucking fuck? Do we got to do this? Like, do well, we? Yeah. What the fuck is a guy doing or a girl? Because you don't know. Bigger? You don't know. But, like, you have a controller in your hand. We're just groping a controller in real life, and you're getting happy with See, that? See, I think they're shit stirrers. They're people that... Yeah, like, they're just fucking... They're, they're just, just fucking with people. Yeah. yeah, they're just people that are like... And I don't know. Maybe there's some real fucking sicko people out there that get off on 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 a cartoon groping or some shit. But it's like if you want to do that, there's there's way more avenues out there that you can just do it with other people that want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know. But it's like it's like a it's like a like like a uh, it's like Sims, but with the people without legs. The 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 ad was people without legs. And it was just like, yeah, so <laughs> so how do you even know that they're, A, that they're men? They could be women, or they could be little kids. Mm-hmm. It could be anything, you know? It's like, if you look at the majority of people that have VR headsets, I bet you they're all, like, 30 and under. Yeah. You know, and probably half of them are kids. Yeah. You know, and so it's, it's like, it, it's just fucking, it's just this weird world that is like, uh, you know, we don't know where, I mean, we, we, we do know where it's going to go. It's going to go to hell in a handbasket with like, if you look at movies, you know, like ready player right. one and shit like that. it's like, I think honestly, we probably have a pretty good idea what it's going to turn into. And yet we still fucking do it. Hmm. You know, we still do it. It's like, it's like building a nuclear bomb going, no, nah, we'll never use this. It's like, uh, why'd you build it? Why'd you build it? It's just like, well, just, just you know, so every, everybody else can know that we have it. And it's, you know, it's like, you know, cause so, so it'll protect us. And it's just like, no, somebody's going to use one. It will happen. You know, some fucked up, demented person's going to be like, yeah, I'll wipe out half the population. You know, five, four, three, two, one. And so when we build this metaverse shit, it's just like um, um, among all the warnings, you know, it's like, well, but it could be so good. You know, it could be so, it could be such a positive thing for people, you know, what about people in wheelchairs that can't walk around shopping malls, you know, and they can't go upstairs. They could, they could go upstairs in this and they could feel like they're part of a regular society. And it's just like, yeah, you can spin it any way you want. Yeah. But it's like, people are still people. You I think know? I did see an ad for like grocery shopping. Is that you that told me about that? And I, watched, no. I don't know. Grocery shopping. Like you could walk into a store. And would it actually send the groceries to your house? Yeah. Interesting. Like you walk through a virtual store and you fill your cart up and then you check out and then they deliver the groceries you just bought to your house. Yeah, why the fuck would what? Why wouldn't you just go to the store then? Because you can do it virtually and you have to talk to people. I don't why, know. why would you waste the time to go? I to swear to God, I'm not. Look it up. Look up. it up. I'm curious now because I haven't heard of that one. But it's. Uh, um, I thought it was like Walmart or something. Virtual Walmart. Hmm. Interesting. I would think though, if there's, if it's a a, a multi multiplayer platform or whatever, that there's still going to be Fred, the meat market guy. You go up, hey Fred, you know how's the how's the New York strip <laughs> looking today? Oh, it's looking real good. We just got a fresh shipment in. Oh, I'll take three of them. And then somebody that, you know. The person that go ahead, you got something? No, I can't um, find what I was looking at. Can you imagine like the person that delivers it to your house though? It's like you're like I don't want to see them. 
I don't, I don't want to know there's a human involved. So, so like <laughs> they have to leave it like on the back door with, where there's, you know, I don't want to see anybody. You have to do <laughs> a robot or some shit. I need you to come in and restock my shelves, put it in the right spot. Yeah, but don't let me see you do it. Exactly. I just want to walk. I just want to walk into my kitchen and it's there. I don't even want to know there's ever another person involved ever. You know, that's what people want. It's like they don't want to talk to people. They don't want to see people. How fucked is that? Yeah, it's pretty messed up. You know, those are the people taking pictures at the fire. <laughs> the motherfuckers. That's who it is. It's like they're the ones that shop in the in the virtual Walmart. And they talk to fake Fred the Butcher and and you know, what's it called? An NPC? Yep. Yeah. On player character. Yeah, they want they want NPCs in life. That's what they want their life to be, is full of NPCs. Mm. So so what does it mean? What does it all mean, Kyle? I don't know. Man, tell you what. Cindy just need to go buy some more whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> what movie did I just watch, too, where it was like um, an area that was all like fucking robots, but they're like artificially intelligent? Oh, mm. what the fuck movie was really? that? And like this detective had to go solve a murder that... Oh, shit. Wait, are you talking about iRobot? No. Huh. I don't remember now. Fuck. Well. I gotta. You just recently watched it in an older yeah. movie? No, I don't think so. Okay. Maybe huh. a couple years old. I think it was on Netflix. It just popped up as suggested. I'm like, mm. yeah, sure. I'll watch that. Yeah, interesting. Well, it's, that's, you know, it's like, uh, uh, you know, what was that, um, the, uh, uh, it's kind of like the um, what the Roger Rabbit one, isn't that the one where the cartoons live with the humans? Yeah, yeah, and it's just like it's like so you got Cartoon Town and you got Human Town. It's like the cartoons are like, but they're the robots, you yeah. know. And and it's just like, oh, you got to go, that, you got to go over there. And it's just like, you know, it's fucking crazy over there. <laughs> you know, it's like they're fucking robots or cartoons or whatever. It's just like, but there's still got to be law and order, you know. And and it's just like, and then there's the people that want to live with the robots and they want that. See, I've life. never actually watched Roger Rabbit. Do you think robots will ever get so good that, like, the kind of people that don't want to see humans won't want to see robots either because they're so human-like? That's valid. You know what I'm saying? We're creating robots so we don't have to deal with humans, but if we create them to be so good... At being, at being like a human. human. Yeah. Yeah, they'll just like they'll be like, oh. give me that fucking first gen, <laughs> that first generation <laughs> robot that still looks like a robot. You're into some deep shower thoughts here. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, I don't know, man. It's just it's a it's a strange place we're getting into, and this whole metaverse thing is just it piqued my interest because it seems so fucking strange. Yeah. That, that like and 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 but like you said it though. You said I'm like, why the fuck would anybody want to go to the grocery store? store in a fake world when they could go in the real world and he says so you don't have to see anybody and it's just like there's a there's so many people i mean how many you know the little uh uh um the decoration things you get at the fucking target and shit it's a little wooden box with a saying on it yeah and it's just like i can't people today yeah or like yeah, yeah. you know i can't deal with people today that they're like oh yeah i feel that you know it's like i don't want to deal with people today i don't want to deal with public today i don't want to deal with like human today or whatever and it's just like how many people out there are being conditioned through media to not like being around other people? Yeah. People are getting more and more introverted. 
Right, and is that a conditioning or is it their actual natural state? <sighs> you know, because when we're born and we're little kids, we want to play with our friends. Yeah. You know, it's like if you see a little kid in a classroom always playing by himself, there's something like that's not natural, right? It's like to just only want to be by yourself and not be around anybody else and don't ever join in any games. It's not natural. Well, maybe he had a red nose and the other kids wouldn't let him join in any games. Fucking assholes. That was me when I was a kid. <laughs> Apparently, according to my family. But once Santa, a.k.a. the teacher, asks him to be the leader, then all the other kids will look up to him and he can play oh, with them. That sounds like such a great story. You should write a, you should write a book about that, Kyle. Why does he have a red nose? Does he drink too much Woodford Reserve? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Those he's are he's from the cheeks. Midwest is what it is. All right, All right, brother, bro. I got to wrap this. Yeah, let's go. Let's All go. right, well, hey, nice seeing you. Nice seeing you, too. Good to be back. Good, Good be sesh. Back. Good chill. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Yeah. Good Much times. Love. Much love. Have a good one. Peace, everybody. Bye. Bye.